powered from the Perdomo Cigar Studios on the Black Stage in Indian Trail, North Carolina, and broadcasting from the Odd Bradley Onslaught Studios of Azel, Texas. Welcome to Primetime Special Edition 148. Tonight, we welcome back Hector Alfonso and Jack Tarano of Espinosa Cigars for our 2023 Lazona Palooza pregame show. As always, Primetime Show is sponsored by Perdomo Cigars. Awarded Nicaraguan Cigar of the Year in 2014 by Cigar Journal, the Perdomo 20th Anniversary brand consistently earns the highest scores in the industry and is a top seller in humidors around the world. The Perdomo 20th Anniversary brand requires tobacco has been carefully hand-selected and are well-aged for a minimum of eight years. The Perdomo 20th Anniversary is offered in three distinct wrappers, a smooth, creamy Ecuadorian Connecticut, a returned to Cuban seed Nicaraguan sun-grown, and a dark oily Cuban seed Nicaraguan Maduro. Combine these beautifully bourbon barrels wrappers with thick, high priming binder and filler tobaccos gives each blend a balanced complexity with layers of rich flavors and smooth, elegant aromas. Perdomo Scott is a family-owned and operated company headquartered in Miami, Florida, with manufacturing agricultural facilities in Esteli, Nicaragua. Perdomo's highly acclaimed Scott brands include the Perdomo Double-Aged 12-Year Vintage, Perdomo 20th Anniversary, Perdomo Reserve 10th Anniversary, Perdomo Abano Bourbon Barrel-Aged, Perdomo Lot 23, Perdomo Immenso 70, and many more. For great tasting notes and pairing information, check out the Perdomo website at www.perdomocigars.com. And by Jerry Tobacco. The authentic Corolla leaf is one of the most robust and flavorful tobacco leaves out there. During the golden age of cigars in Cuba, it's a leaf choice to make some of the world's greatest cigars. Because it's one of the most challenging ones to cultivate, it fell out of favor by the 1990s. In the Hamasaran Valley in Honduras, Julio Aroa took on the challenge of growing Corolla from the original seeds. And in 2000, they successfully reintroduced authentic Corolla back to the market. With over 50 years' experience in the tobacco business, from growing and curing tobacco to cigar production, the Jerry Tobacco Farm has been able to continue to deliver products to market with authentic Corolla. Now with Jerry Tobacco, who and his son, who still bring their very own brand to market, each containing the authentic Corolla leaf. Aladino is available in a wide variety of blends, including the latest release, the Aladino Sumatra. And each represents the golden age of cigars from 1947 to 1961. They're available at your local retailer. Be sure to ask for Jerry Tobacco, a legacy that is tasted in every drawer. And by Tobacco Area SA, makers of iconic brands such as Monte Cristo, Romeo Julieta, H. Upman, and Aging Room Cigars. Tobacco Area SA, great things are happening here. And finally, by Drew Estate, dark, bold, and unapologetic. Black and Cigars M.E. One by Drew Estate is an intense journey into the uncharted, deepest, and darkest, and heaviest depths of Maduro tobacco. This is a masterpiece collaboration between Metallica's James Hetfield, Sweet Amber Distilling's Rob Dietrich, and Drew Estate's Jonathan Drew. The all Maduro Black and Scars M.E. One by Drew Estate is rich and powerful, but beautifully balanced, awful intensizing notes of leather, chocolate, and espresso that's perfect for both life celebrations and times of reflection. You can find them at your Drew Diplomat retailer. And remember, all the live streaming for the primetime network of shows, as well as the California studios for the Thursday primetime show, is sponsored exclusively by Drew Estate. Well, welcome, everybody. This is primetime episode, excuse me, primetime special edition 148. My, my apologies. Uh, this is Will Cooper. Now it's here. my bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> this is Will Cooper. I'm in the uh, Perdomo Scott Studios on the black stage, and I'm joined uh, cross country in the out party Lone Star Studios by my co host and good friend, Mr. Bear Duplessis. Hola. Let's go. You know, um, I, I'm going to bring them right in, Bear, because <laughs> I mean they're chomping at the bit, man. I mean we can't, we can't, we can't keep the good men down. They, they have, yeah, Let's yeah. bring them on the show. Allow yeah, me. The we, got you, we got Allow you. We got you. You know, I was watching on Facebook. I'm watching the show on Facebook, and it has the auto-generated uh, closed captioning. 
And the way you say Jerry Tobacco comes out is Gary Tobacco. <laughs> and and I, I didn't hear it, and I'm reading it, and I'm going, who call, the hell is Gary what, Tobacco? That's what, that's what everyone calls. Everyone that calls. Gary that's what call, everyone call Julio. Julio. That's what. The, that's what his friends call him. They call him Gary. Gary. Gary Tobacco. Gary Tobacco. So without without further ado, it's my pleasure to welcome in two distinguished and fine gentlemen celebrating another year of Lizona Palooza. Right in front of me, Jack. Yes, Mr. Jack Toronto and Hector Alfonso, gentlemen, welcome back to prime time. Thanks for having us, guys. Thank yeah. you. I, I'm happy to make my 400th appearance on primetime, and so it's very great to be here. I'm waiting. To, I'm waiting for my green jacket. I haven't gotten it yet. Mr. So, uh, Warmth is as warm as always. Thank you, Hector. Uh, we appreciate that we pre- very much. Yeah, Talking we- to you from balmy Albany, New York, where it's a beautiful balmy? 50 degree. Balmy. It's 57 degrees. Nice. It's beautiful outside. Nice. I thought Hector was going to be quite ordinary after being stuck in Albany today, but he seems very cheerful. Yeah, I, I, uh, I actually listen. felt really bad we scheduled this, this this day, but I guess you thought you were going to be home already, Hector. For I would have been home. I would have been yeah. sitting in my backyard wondering when the Wi-Fi was going to go out as the fire, as the helicopters and police cars <laughs> drove behind my home. So I, I uh, actually know. thought me and Bear would be talking a lot. Coop be watching <laughs> a baseball game. Hector be pissed off. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm, I am, I am trying to be a better person. It's not easy, but I'm trying to be a better person. All right. So I'm just going to tell you tonight. I know the game's on, and this is how it's going to go. I'm going to start. Tell you, I'm going to be distracted. Yeah. It's no, 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 no. Oh, that's distracted. great. Thanks for having us on with all your attention. No, I appreciate it. No, no. So I'm going to start off. I just want to say I'm going to start off with an Espinosa. Uh, excuse me, a knuckle sandwich Maduro. Now, right. if the Phillies win, I will light up a Warhead Six. Wow. Now, hey, if, Phil- you <laughs> if the Phillies lose, another coots, <laughs> a TAA cigar. Nothing. <laughs> you oh, can't nice. lose. You're so fucking savage, dude. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Nothing to get the cigars. The cigar's really good, but you can understand the TAA doesn't get yeah, the winning yes, cigar here. Yes, so yes, I'm just okay. saying. You didn't like the TAA cigar, Coop? No, I like the. He doesn't TAA like cigar. the. He doesn't like TAA. I don't like the TAA. So. Don't take it. Don't take oh. it. Uh, I, I I don't like the TAA. They are not. They have not been good to us. So. Uh, I'm smoking in honor of Hector of the Pledge of Allegiance. That's a great cigar. What a great that review is coming up on Coop. Uh, I think next week. So I am I am sitting in the lobby of a hotel, so I am not smoking, but I am having a Three Musketeers, which was uh, very good. <laughs> A candy, candy bar? Three musketeer? Maybe a, a three musketeers. No, a three, just no, a three, a three having, musketeers. He's having D'Artagnan. That's what he's having. He's, he has a oh, bag no. of them. <laughs> no, no, no. Just, just one. I can't eat anymore. I, 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 we have eaten so much on this trip; it's ridiculous. So, uh, yes, uh, no smoking in the in the hotel. Not and I, if you saw if you saw the contraption that I have put together to be able to pro, to tell it to to show this to do the podcast. I took a cup holder and turned it upside down, and I jammed the phone in there. It's pretty good. It's a very, it's a. Uh, I might, I might actually patent this. this better better than last night. Better than last night, where I had, where my, I had cramps the whole night from holding my phone like this. <laughs> so, oh, so here no. we are. All right. So, I, I think we should take care of the, the business with at hand. Bob, you guys have to decide what bear is going to smoke tonight, uh, which is a special edition tradition. I, I, he's, I think he's got like 11, right? How many you got today? How long got is four. this show going? Oh. <laughs> I got four. They got four. Okay. Um, so, I mean, of course. Um, so, uh, it, since Hector has picked my cigars before, uh, uh, so uh, 
Tektra, you can pick my second cigar this evening, but I would, thought I was going to give the, I was going to give, go ahead and give the first honor to Jack. Sure, everything is Jack. I've been hearing nothing but Jack for three days. <laughs> We're going to have to tuck him in in the next 15 minutes if you don't start, like, stop, just, you know, badgering me. So here we go. I've got the, uh, Jack, if you would do me the honor of picking my cigar tonight, I have an Espinosa Crema, of course. Cigar of the year. Number one cigar, number one cigar of the year, yes. I have a Knuckle Sandwich Maduro as well in the Robusto size. Uh, I have a Laranja Azulejo in honor of Coop. Yes, it is the Gordo, the six by six day. Uh, and I do have, I have a Warhead as well. I have the Warhead, I have the Warhead nine. Ooh. I actually, uh, I, 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 I would go with the Knuckle Sandwich Maduro. Got it. I'm also wearing the shirt too. So here we go. Yeah. yeah. I'd go with the Maduro and, uh, and let Hector pick the second one. I, uh, I, I am, uh, it's not that I'm not a fan. That's the wrong word to say about Azulejo. It is just, since I'm a crema guy, that cigar is arguably, to me, one of the strongest cigars we make. So, Azulejo is, Azulejo is a, what, I, what I love about that cigar, I'm not deceivingly a strong. Yeah, it's deceiving, but dark Sumatras I normally don't like, and that's a great dark Sumatra. Yeah, but, so is the, so is the, but so is the knuckle sandwich. The knuckle sandwich you're smoking. True. true. I mean, yeah, I guess I'm thinking, yeah, you're right. That's true, too. And this is it's more of a risotto. It's more of a risotto. So I think that's where you get a lot. That's why yeah. it's so sneaky strong. Yeah. Here, here's yeah. my here's my hot take. Azulejo, Azulejo buries the escuro. That's my hot take. See, I feel oh, the other, I feel, I feel really the other way for... around. I feel the other way. So do and, I. And, and, I, I, everybody's palate's different. I think different, most people but... do. I think most yeah. people do. I think that like about the 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 Espinosa fan base is about to light me up in the comments like for that. But yeah. I, I like I mean the OG the OG Laranja is like that 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 for me will always be the the best of the three. Um, but but the Azulejo is fucking fantastic. No one tonight, okay. Where's Where's okay. Alan Rubin? Where's Alan Rubin? Don't he's even... rooting for the Phillies. Don't even go there. We're not giving him Beetlejuice, man. Beetlejuice. You just gave him. You just gave him more airtime than I was going to give him tonight. So, (laughs) no, Jack. Jack got him pretty good this week. He might not be commenting. Jack got him pretty good when I flew out Sunday. He made a he made an asinine statement about the Miami International Airport. Oh, I saw that. I saw that. Jack is Let me guess. Let me guess. Was it? Is it his third favorite airport in the country? No, he said no, 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 no. It's he just I mean, listen, city. Miami Airport, as Hector learned the other day, I guess he hadn't noticed it. And I kept telling him, buddy, the uh the sky train has been out for a month. It, it's a pain in the ass. If you're if you got gate 40, 50, 60, get there early because you gotta walk because you, you can't do anything. Hector doesn't anymore. like that. And Hector, Hector doesn't, doesn't like that. that. But, but he he said <laughs> that the entire infrastructure of Miami is uh the city of Miami. Deter- the city of Miami is deteriorating. And so I, I basically, just, in the most kindest way, told him to shut the fuck up. That's a, that's a, <laughs> and being and being that that he doesn't know the the politics, the city of Miami doesn't run the airports, run by the metro by metro yeah, yeah. Miami County. So I just I, I'm on vacation. I can't I can't stress out with that. But I'm sure he's an, now, he's, he's an expert on everything though. We'll, we'll, we'll be here. We'll be. I, I didn't get any two attacks from him on on Sunday night. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens. We'll, we'll get him during the Patriots game. Oh boy, Arizona Palooza. Yes, Lazona Palooza, and and I'm excited because I haven't been to Lazona. It's a shame it's been canceled. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh wow! I, I, no, this kidding. is my first in four years, guys. Because 2019 was my last one. 20 and 21 were canceled, and 22, unfortunately, I had the whole family situation, so I couldn't go. So I'm back this year. 
I'm, well, I miss you. When do you come in? Uh, I will be in definitely Wednesday night. I'm trying to see if I can get in a day early. So okay. stay tuned can on you that. Watch, can you make sure you, you, you carefully monitor your diet? Because we don't want an episode like 2019 to happen again. It was 2018. Wow. It was 20. Oh, that episode. 2018, <laughs> I wasn't. With. <laughs> well, I, I, I got Bush's baked beans out of my system. Uh, oh, in, in my but, ear. No, but 2018 <laughs> was when I, you know, I was dying in Hector's office and didn't know I was dying. Yeah. Yes. I I, I was yeah, falling was... asleep in Hector's office and I it was weird. And everyone's like, I'm laughing about it. They're laughing about it. I had no idea. I was, I was sick. So, uh, is Barry coming? I appreciate, in? I appreciate you not dying for it. No. Oh, no. No, unfortunately, I have a, I have two, it's, two. It's, that, it's that pesky work conference that I've I've had for the over the years and stuff. We'll miss you, Bear. We'll miss you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, 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 I will get back one of these years, and it will be a triumphant return. Well, go. the invites the invites always open, so don't worry about it. Yep. Thanks, sir. So no, uh, it, it is uh, it is pretty pretty exciting. I know Hector, you're very. I mean, so the festivities actually start Monday. Is that correct? <laughs> Unofficially, the festivities already have started. Uh, <laughs> they already they're, started arriving, Hector. They're already yeah. so. There's people already in in Miami. No, 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 but no, no, be, look, no. But they, they, were, they Monday definitely. Monday we yeah, usually Monday. have maybe a handful. Then Tuesday you double that. You start doubling it. Tuesday, Wednesday, and, listen, and you know, to be fair, the ones who show up early, they they actually work. come to work. They, they come, come to, to work. work. And oh, if really? they don't, so they're, it's they're, not, yeah. they're, they're for surprise. And Eric's not afraid, ashamed to put them to work. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how was your flight? It was great. Okay, can you move those chairs over there? <laughs> yeah. So if you if you show up early, there you will be there. We'll give you some gloves, and you'll be put to work. Yeah. So yeah, they start showing up Monday. Uh, they usually start showing up at, at at Caribbean. You'll see, you know, you'll see a guy. Hey, what are you doing here? Oh, I've heard loves on a palooza. You know, it's Thursday, right? <laughs> but you know, they they what do you, look? A lot of these guys take vacation. A lot of these guys, this is it's not their first rodeo. They've been here many times before. It's a chance to to get get to Miami where the weather's in the 80s right now. Uh, you know, the, we had a really rainy uh, September, so maybe October. And October, the beginning of October is pretty rainy as well. So, you know, it starts to dry out a little bit. The weather's nice. And you can't blame them for wanting, for wanting to come down early. Yeah. A lot of yeah. guys incorporate, it, incorporate a vacation around the Zona Palooza yeah. event. So. Is anyone going to be camping out in the parking lot yes. this year? Yeah, I was, I was with them on Saturday, and I believe the camper arrives on Tuesday uh, with uh, Eric Torres, Ghost and Scape. <laughs> they will be uh, they will be living in the the back starting Tuesday, I believe. Wow. Yeah. yeah and this great. one might be. And I've I've been around and I've heard a lot of vocal planning. By this time, we usually have an itinerary sent out to people. There's been a lot of vocal planning going on. Uh, I haven't seen pen to paper, <laughs> so oh, this uh, might this the theme to this one might be spontaneous, because I don't think you, we're, we're we're very clear on what's going to happen in this one. And it's either going to be the best Lozano Blues or the worst. <laughs> you, you, but listen, I can guarantee you this. I can guarantee you this. Nobody is going to leave disappointed from there. No, they're going to eat. No. They're going to drink. They're going to smoke. And, you know, we have this. This It's the argument we have every year. And not an argument. It's just a discussion we have every year. Eric, what are, how, what are we going to entertain him with? Why do I always, when I do Eric, I got to do the voice. I don't know why I do that. And why do we, what are we going to entertain him? They don't need it. They're entertained. They are happy to be there. They're soaking in the atmosphere. I got to tell you, food-wise, food, food wise, this may be the best year, because I have seen that. Yeah. Food-wise, this might be the best year. In terms of 
uh, parlor games and whatever else we're going to do. Uh, bingo with Jack's always hot. Bingo, right. bingo with Jack. People liked. Uh, that that'll kill about half an hour. <laughs> Hopefully, an Eric's Elvis impersonator Eric, will show up. Eric's got a couple of new songs that he's been working on, so that's great. We got a couple of sing-alongs. Uh, what's be, going? I mean, he, I mean, so he's got he's got he's got no, he, new he songs out, right? He, he can't he can't do poor non blondes anymore. They sent a a non compete. They sent a cease and desist on us, so we're uh, we can't do poor no, uh, non blondes anymore. Well, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm I'm kidding. No, I'm oh, kidding. I'm kidding. I was hoping. I was hoping. I was hoping. I was... Hey, listen, lighten up. I know the I know the game's tied, but you gotta if you're gonna have guests, you better lighten up, bro. No, 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 I'm all I'm all positive. This I was gonna say, you guys or, or Espinosa cigars, let's just say in general, I think you guys created the concept of kind of opening your home to your fan base. I was just going to say that. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I think we can, we can take some of that credit. I think that we, you know, we were the ones, we were the ones. You're muted, Hector. I thought that was me who muted. Yeah. Those earbuds, if you touch them a yeah. certain way, they'll pause the thing. Yeah. Three, three, two diamondbacks for folks wondering. <laughs> All right. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. So you you, you right, were talking so anyway, you were talking about I, I, opening opening up your home and how you guys can't yeah, take care. I of think them. we are the I think we're we're probably one of the first. I mean, I know a lot of the companies do it in Nicaragua. They they do tours. But in the, and, but in the states, in the states is what I was going to say. In the states, I think yeah. we're 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 probably the we're 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 probably the the, the trendsetters when it comes to that. I know there have been a, a couple of other events. Uh, listen, you know, uh, Roma had a, a huge a, a huge concert thing that they did a, a couple of years ago. And I know Drew Estate does barn smokers, which are not really inviting people in, but they're they're taking it on the road yeah. and there have been some road shows. It, it's a unique yeah. thing. Like I the way that you guys went about it early on, like before they were like kind of established communities. Like I think in recent years it's like McAuliffe is a really good example of building that. Oh yeah, McAuliffe did it as well. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So but before there was kind of established communities and stuff, you guys did this pre-COVID and it was it was a really simple formula. I mean, you and Eric. Um, you know, and uh, and Eric uh, Eric Jr. were were would 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 canvas social media and like the, the people that posted and you know the Espinosa Everyday crew, you know, with that hashtag and everything. That was the uh, those are the people that got the the special yeah. invite. And I think it was, I mean, what really what really makes it cool is that it, it's it's exclusive, but it's not. It's it's uh, it's you know it's personable, but it's also it's also very. It's very democratic in a sense, you know. It's just it's very open, and and uh, I think it's I listen, think it's pretty. I think it's really cool. We 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 do like the idea. I mean, listen, it's you like to be on the cutting edge of ideas like this. And you know, personal feelings aside, not because I I, I don't. Want, it's just having that's a lot of people. It's a lot of people, and you have to you have a lot of attention. You have to, you know, you you can't just sit down and have a conversation with two or three guys. You know constantly monitoring you know i remember the first year the air conditioning broke and you know so we had you know you're, you're constantly have to be kind of uh cognizant of what might happen but you know if you think about the first few years the things that we pulled off i mean everybody everybody that we invited from the cigar media community had a show did their show live from there yeah you guys did the show bear did his show mm -hmm. uh, uh abe did his live. show you know so it's, it, it launched that's where you show launch. It was, it's, it's, we really, you know, it, we, we really took it on, on a grand scale at the beginning. So, you know, it's, we, we really, we're not really scared. I mean, what I think it's just, it's what our sixth one now. 
Yeah, seventh. I think we we seventh. Count and the, we did count one number. online. Yeah, and the online one actually. I mean, the online one. I'm going to be honest with you. If, if I if I start thinking about it, the online one took as much work as the ones we did live. I maybe mean, more. Seen, maybe more. I mean, the yeah. logistics and you know having you know trying to get guy on and and all the the wires and cables in that office. You should have seen it. You thought we were. You, you thought you were on the set of NASA of Apollo 13 when all the all the shit we had going on. But we're we're you know this is something that Apollo we Apollo 13. We, you want to go with that metaphor? That one? Well, you know there was there was no trouble in Houston, but still, still I mean, just we were it looked like a NASA a NASA a NASA control launch site. Okay. But it worked out well, and you know the, these things look. We worry until the moment it starts, and then by the moment it starts, we're concentrated on when it's going to end, and to make sure everybody all the days go smooth and everybody you know everybody is happy, and you know, and then that Saturday the the, the big event. And then Sunday, kind of trying to scale down to come back to work on Monday. I mean, that's pretty much how it's been. Yeah. And this Sunday, this Sunday, this Sunday, that, that Sunday, we have the added treat that the Dolphins play at nine thirty in the morning. Yeah, and, so, and Hector so. will be watching the Dolphins at nine thirty in the morning. I don't, you know. Listen, uh, <laughs> we we're, we're happy to have you, but the Dolphins play at nine thirty. I have very <laughs> few things. I have very few things in life that I try not to that that I that I. I will well, not. I will not an, pass it's, the a, it's an England game. They have that. There's still it's, another. They're playing game. in Germany. They're playing Germany. in Germany. Oh, okay. In Germany. Oh. Yeah. Well, no, it's a the um. But yeah, I think you guys. It, you know, I remember when I took Bear down to. I remember when Bear went. He went the second year. You were in 2018 or 17. It was 17, and I don't think you had ever been to any company headquarters. I said, "Well, it's pretty. It's pretty." basic but they make it you guys really turn it into like a an espinoza mecca i mean you guys really did you, you guys what you do with that warehouse and it's it, it really it looks great every year it gets better we call so it I, we call it lazona palooza but it could even easily be called espinosa open house i mean we really just and and, yeah. and listen we've talked about this in the past we've never turned anybody away who's shown up at the warehouse people show up at the warehouse all the time i mean yeah. we're jack's on the road eric's on the road and 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 I and now that I travel a little bit more, you know, well, if you're ever in the area, and then you know, damn, this guy showed up. Yeah, <laughs> I told this yep. guy, I, I was yeah. kidding about if you're ever in the area. <laughs> I mean, but still, they they come and 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 they're just happy to 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 rub shoulders with us. And and you know, when you when I go into my locker and I get them something that has a, a test band on it, you should see how happy they get. Yeah, you know, that's that it, it kind of makes. Listen, these are our people. These are our people, and we would be nowhere if we don't take care, or if we hadn't taken care of them at the beginning, and continue to take care of them now. Right. I'll, I'll never forget. It was, uh, you know, because I don't think I, I don't think I truly appreciated. I mean, I was very excited, and I definitely appreciated the brands that you that you guys helped build, and you know, especially for like the, from the whole zone. Of, perspective which is what Lizona Blues is about but I, I I don't think I really appreciated the fan base until I actually got to experience it. I think it was a very unique experience for me personally um and, and I'll never forget it I was it was the first time I was there obviously and then you know I was sitting in your office Hector, and I was, you know it was, it was you me and Courtney and Todd Vance and we were talking and and um you know one of uh one of the guests came in they were like yeah you know I was I was man like and you asked what they were smoking and they said, man, yeah, I would really like to get my hands on like a, a protocol laid zero. And I said, Hey man, I had one in my bag. And I said, Hey man, I'll let you have it. And he's like, Oh my God, seriously. And like, like, it was like, I gave him, like I gave him the, the world. And it was like, it was really good. I mean, like, I mean, I was happy to do it. I would have been happy to keep it and smoke it. 
uh it's a really good cigar but it was just like you know he he it, it was it was very very special to him and, yeah well and, can't sell always bumming cigars off of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh uh, it was kind of sad well, it wasn't one Juan wasn't there that year i never i didn't meet one i met i met bill first that was the year Juan had they had the they had the emergency in new york i remember he was supposed to yeah. come yeah okay so listen it was big, I, where, you know where's one hashtag where's one yeah, they say, they say that sales is the final, you know, the, the final mark on, on your success is how you do at the end of the year. How much have you sold this year? How much are you selling? But it's I think it's a little different when you sit there and, and, and I've done it several times. You just you kind of sit at the door and you look into the warehouse and you go, man, these guys are really enjoying this. And for them and the guy and, 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 and from their perspective. These are guys who chat and comment on each other's posts all year, and they get a chance to see each other. It's like a, it's kind of like a bit of a family reunion. You should see these guys. You know, guys, you know, and you know, you have guys now who are coming to spend a week in Hialeah. Nobody ever says I'm coming to spend a week in Hialeah unless you know they were in the race business back in the '70s when the racetrack was a big deal. I mean, you know, people are coming here to 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 to, to a small little suburb in 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 Miami Dade County, a small little hamlet, municipality. To, to come and smoke cigars and hang out with guys that they they connect with on social media. And, and to, uh, to hang out, people are, are staying in houses together that before Lozona Palooza didn't even know each other. Yeah. I mean, they bonded through Lozona Palooza and, uh, and and friendships were, 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 were built off of that. And now they're coming back four, five, six, seven years later and staying in, in Airbnbs together. And, and Together? It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Listen, it, it, I mean, we're... Yeah. We're, we're still a medium, we're a small to medium sized company, but our army is strong. I mean, the guys who follow us and the guys who, who post every day and the guys who are constant, who are, you know, who comment and quote on our, our on our, and share our posts, they're, they're strong. Listen, we, we, it's, it's something to be proud of as a company. It's a positive community is my first reaction is this is a very, this is a very positive community. Espinosa was on a community. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it, it really is. And, and, and I can see why it, it is um, these, these bonds are formed. And, and like you said, I don't think you need to go overboard with the activities. I know Eric kind of stresses sometimes on that, but to me, pe- what people want is they want a place to smoke some food and drink. I mean, if you get, if you give them that, that's, they what, that's what me and Hector try to tell him over and over again. I, but I, here's I, the thing is yeah. it's a, it's 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 just it's part of his pathology. Yeah. Eric Eric is a guy. Eric doesn't look. I, we've I've known Eric now for 13 years. Yeah. I've been working with him for 13 years. Eric is not a guy who likes to sit still. He doesn't you know he doesn't want to be bored. And he you know it's you you think that people are like you, but that's you know he he likes that energy and and the constant movement and the constant storytelling and and keeping people entertained. But some people just want to chill. You know he's and look he's gonna he's gonna do his thing. He's going to say stuff. He's going to have fun and he's going to make fun of some people. And he's going to tell stories. But some of these guys, the, the, the moments where we're just kind of like not trying to get their attention, there's a buzz in the room. Yeah. Never. I have yet to ever see that place quiet. It's never going to resemble the Christian science monitor reading or whatever. It's never going to resemble that place. It's not going to be a lot. There's always something going on. Yeah, and Eric's engaged the whole weekend. I mean, he is literally engaged the whole weekend. Yeah, he really is, yeah. Well, it's like this is his res- also- this is his residency in residency in Vegas. This yep. is like him being a res- his residency yeah. in Vegas. He loves yep. it. Yep. He he runs the show. It's like he's the MC, and you know he's the he's uh, the headliner. He's the MC. He's the backup yeah, uh, band. He's the you know. And from uh, from what I understand, the last time he was the 
Gene, uh, Mean Gene, the dancing. Who was the, who was the guy who danced on the gong Gene, show? Gene, Gene, the dancing machine. Oak or something. Yeah. yeah, he's Gene, Gene, the dancing machine. I mean, and, you know, if you're lucky, he might take his shirt off like he did a couple of years ago. That was pretty funny. It, yeah, but that orange. That's I remember that pretty one much shirt. guaranteed. Yeah, then there was guaranteed. that one shirt. That one shirt with the orange shirt was just, I don't know. It, it, it got overplayed. Hey, so hey, hey. Don't, don't mess with the boss, bro. Uh, I know, I know. I, I'm not. Don't get the boss. But, but, the greatest shirt ever worn at Lozanapalooza was worn by my, my boy Don Smith, and, and it'll never be topped. Don Smith gave me uh, an Exodus <laughs> Finite. Okay. He probably he probably has every exit. He knew, every but he knew I loved that cigar, and he knew I was going to be there, and he brought one for me. That's a, again, that's just kind of saying a lot you about. Guys want, think about this: who goes to a cigar manufacturer and 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 goes to their to the the blend to the guy who blends a cigar and walks into the office and goes, "Here, I brought you a cigar." I, I go, I, I've got a thousand of them in my office, but I, I and then he yeah. gave me something from like eight years ago that you know. Yeah. Some some release that we did for you know who knows what, yeah. and he you know he saved one here. I thought you might like this, and, you know that's that's a that's a, that's was poignant. That's a poignant yeah. point. Yeah, and Jack, you've kind of gone from party crasher to like part. Now you're part of the team. I remember the first couple was on a Palooza. You you were crashing the party pretty. Oh, much. those were the great days. <laughs> I, I, I would either on Thursday or Friday, I'd come in for an hour or two, shoot the shit with you and the guys. And then say goodbye and leave. I uh, cannot Jack, do that feel about that? that how he kind of underhanded. Thought... He kind of underhanded you. He was like, "Hey, Don Smith's great. He gave me a finite." Hi, Jack. Like, <laughs> no, I think I think Don brought the finite after Jack started, like, and because I remember he asked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him, yeah I'm with you. You're, and not make, you're not making this better, Coop. <laughs> no, yeah, but yeah, I mean, Jack. Jack would show up. You know, I don't remember ever sending him an invite. It was just Jack would show up because, hey, I know you guys. I'm here. <laughs> yeah. You know, Jack would show up. He, he's like he was like a stand-up performer going to polish his act at the Chuckle Hut. He'd come in, do a solid hour, uh, try out some material, and he's out. He's out you know, before he I'm was out. Part, part of the clean. Oh, he'd be part of the cleanup crew. Those were the Not good anymore, old days. Buddy. Those were the good old days. The, you know, he'd yeah. say, "Oh, it's 10 nine o'clock. Got to go." Those days are over, buddy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely true. There. Um, anything like what's to say about this year's event? Um, is the plan like Thursday and Friday at the warehouse? And yeah. then Saturday at Caribbean and the Hylia Gardens. That that's usually right. weather permitting. Weather, weather permitting. permitting. Uh, hopefully, one of the one of the years. I think it was 2019. Uh, Saturday was a rainy day, and we had to move the 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 closing. And everybody just Eric was freaking out, and I said, "Dude, everybody's gonna, just happy to be here. It'll be fine. And, no one, not one person. Fine. I thought it was actually pretty good. Actually, there. Yeah, we had we had a hell of a dance party. It was it was a yeah. It was a lot. Of I fun. prefer doing it at the warehouse. I prefer doing it at the warehouse. It's a lot easier you logistically. Know, yeah, the logistics are a nightmare. You know, the tables, the park set up, the security at the park, uh, shutt shuttling stuff back from the park back and forth. It's a pain. It's a pain. It really is a pain. Yeah. But yeah. you know, that's 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 what we've got planned so far. So, you know, what we'll do Saturday, which is kind of the morning is kind of dead. I'll be at Caribbean. So, I mean, you know, I'm sure there'll be people there to go her for the first few hours and then everybody will meet back at, at you know, whatever the designated time is, whether it's four or five or six o'clock at the at the warehouse. And from there, we'll either go to the park or, you know, whatever, whatever move we have to pivot to. If we if it's raining, if, it, if the weather doesn't allow it, we do it. We do it there. But that's, uh, you know, we try to give them three really good days, you know. Oh, it's great. I think the adding the Caribbean piece in um, Bear, I don't think you were there when that was input. I think that was a great idea, too. It kind Adam of loves it. 
Alan, Alan loves it. Well, it's also great for the attendees because it's a, it's a, you know, there's a ton of Espinosa product there. Oh, and, and it's a, and it's a boutique shop. And you yeah. know, listen, we, nobody, we, nobody is, we're, nobody is that blind to think nobody doesn't try other cigars. Hell, I try other cigars. Jack smokes other people's cigars. So, you know, they get a chance to, to see stuff that they might not see because of regionalism or, you know, in their, they might not have a boutique shop in their location. So they get to try, you know, a, a, an endless or nameless amount of, of stuff from other manufacturers as well as Espinosa stuff. Yeah. I mean, no, I don't think anybody has more facings of our stuff than Alan. So it's, 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 it's a good, it, look, it's, it's a good event. And like, uh, I think uh, Bear said a minute ago, or maybe even Coop, nobody's, we have yet to have one guy complain. Nobody's ever said, you know, I wish you would have done this. And, and not, not a single time has that happened. Alan, oh, Alan definitely has an advantage. We're like dominoes for Alan. A, a new shipment comes in and Alan has it half an hour later. And then Chrissy and Chrissy will, and Chrissy will go, isn't that nice? And then, yeah. and then, and Chrissy goes, jealous, jelly, you know, but she'll get it a day later, you know. Yeah. yeah. I lived in Simpsonville, you know, he, she'd have it first. What are you going to do? No, no, it's always good to see her and a lot of the people, uh, you know, like I said, I haven't been there in four years, so I'm really excited. Um, I, I've seen you guys, obviously, I've been in Miami quite a bit. So, yes, you have. Uh, yeah, I'll, yeah, I haven't been in Miami in uh, two and a half months, so it's the longest stretch yes. this year I haven't been in Miami. You've been here like nine times this year. We've been yeah, here I've been like there, nine I've, times. I've been there a lot, especially in the first half of the year. I was, when do so. you come in, Coop? Uh, the plan is to get in Wednesday night, but there's a chance I may come in Tuesday night. Uh, oh, if wow. I have, I may have other non-cigar business that Wednesday, so I'm just gonna plan it that way. Unfortunately, I won't be in till Wednesday at six in the morning. I gotta, I gotta go to Colorado uh, for a couple of guy events, and uh, and I'm on the red eye Tuesday. I get back in. Uh, yeah, you in the morning, and then you have to then. Oh, so you're gonna miss the whole Wednesday setup then? I guess right. What a shame! <laughs> what a shame! Yeah. <laughs> Boy, that was good scheduling, uh, Jack. So, I got to give so, you credit yeah. on that one. My scheduling was done by Eric Espinosa. So. <laughs> I'll be there, but I'll miss it too, so don't worry. What I'm, here is, what I'm hearing is Richie Wright is getting stuck with setup. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah, Rich, well, Richie, Richie's actually – Richie will be in Colorado, but he comes back on the Red Eye Sunday. So I don't know if Richie will make it to the office on Monday because those Red Eye flights are a killer. Brutal. They're brutal. But it, uh, it, well, maybe Juan will come in. Maybe Juan Cancel will come in. Well, I haven't right, heard that's, if he's that's, coming. That's, yeah, I haven't heard either. But you know, you never know. Yep. You say it, say it two more times, and he'll show up. So we, I don't know. He know. stopped. He stopped watching my shows. Our shows. I was complaining about it that time. He was he was like asking for something on his show. I said, "You guys, you don't even come watch the show anymore." I'm like, "Why would I do something like that?" Uh, oh no! It's not, so any Juan so a couple watches of the shows. He just no, he, no, he doesn't. He only watches if he hears his name called, and he, then he comes in. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, his keyboard's broken, man. It's fine. It's okay. He watches. He's a fan. Got phone. You got phone. Hector, Sean Miles says he's still waiting for the info. Okay. I'll send it to him right. now. Again, so, but I'll send it to him. So a couple questions here. Um, Any, I know in, in the past there have been special guests um, from these other companies or, or whatever. Any Anyone like a special guest this year? Is it something you can They're disclose? so special, we don't even know about them. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I Like I told you, I hear a lot, uh, but I don't see anything locked down time-wise. Like, this guy's going to be here. Um, I mean, shock, bo bo I, I, with the exception of a shocking surprise, Guy will not be there this year. Yeah, Guy will not be there this year. But, right. but, but, uh, 
but you never know. Right, right. I understand that. Um, well, I, I mean, I really liked a couple of the people that they brought in this the year that they did, like the art, the artists that did the boxes. Uh, Ralph uh, from the brewery. Yeah, he was the, the one that I the one that I thought that was just oh man, I was I was glued out there. I mean, I was sweating my ass off standing up. I didn't have a chair. I didn't care. Uh, but it was it was standing room only to hear the gentleman the uh, that Eric had brought in. It was the, he was the last guy to ever see Che Guevara alive. Yes. Um, yeah. God, yeah. Man, what a what an incredible story. Just and that 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 warehouse was so loud. Yeah. And the entire weekend, man, you could hear a fucking pin drop. Pin drop with that. Yeah. Well, this guy talked. It was yeah. it was such a cool experience. Yeah. And I thought when Justin brought in Ernest from General, who does I a just, lot. Of- I was still working. I was still in the police department when, when he brought him in. But I heard that was great. That was a great. Yeah, you were working well. that. I remember you were working that afternoon because it was the Friday. I think it was a Friday when he and Ernest was was. Um, I had actually met Ernest in the Dominican before. Um, and so I was really excited when he was coming in there. Uh, and he doesn't do a lot of those types of things. He doesn't do a lot of consumer facing stuff, except when people are at a factory. So I thought that was a great treat as well. But the record reflect the coop gave Justin Andrews a compliment. I just want the moment to. Oh, no, I, that was a good go. Justin did a good job on that one. Justin did a good it'll, job. It'll, on- it'll, uh, we're still working on They're They're everywhere. They seem to be everywhere. We're working on, uh, on Travis and Taylor. We're trying to get them in. Right. Hey, I'm sure they got them. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so cigar wise, I mean, sometimes the event's been used to, you know, whether it was the Alpha Dog, I believe one year, uh, Warzone, was, another was on a Scuro. Um, the the virtual year was the Wix. Is there anything? Unless year? I'm really, unless I'm really out of the loop, nothing will be launched. <laughs> yeah, uh, as as a guy in the loop when it comes to that, no, there's nothing new being launched. <laughs> there's nothing new being launched. We got so, a lot of cool blends that will be available, but right. n- n- yeah. nothing core line. Right. Nothing. Okay. No, that's okay. So, so I was just asking. I mean, I think I think there it hasn't been every year either. Just I think there was a couple where it wasn't. I don't think you had it last year, unless I missed something. No, no, there, we didn't have anything. We didn't launch anything new last year. I, I was hoping for like a tri collaboration. You know the. Uh, the the war dog sandwich, the war dog sandwich. Ah, be careful what you ask for. Alpha dog. Be, be careful what you, you, you ask you, for. You, so I'm just would, saying it's a fucking great name, and it's it's yours, gentlemen. Yeah. It's just hanging out there. I'm full yeah. of great ideas. Yeah, war dog. Maybe not right now, but I'm full of them. Sandwich. The sandwich. war dog sand. The war dog sandwich. Not okay. sandwich. 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 Oh. Sandwich. So you oh, really? So you what really, happened really, in the game? You, you, you just moaned. What happened? No, 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 no. I edit mono. It's just it's commercial, so I'm not. They're losing. They're losing. So, uh, is it still well, three to two? It's still three to two. Yeah. So I, I guess I figured this was gonna go. So, um, uh, you got Alan Rubin. I wouldn't worry. Two, you not, got Alan Rubin. Not in your thirteen corner. to two. It's not like the Astros fans that like fucking vanished in the fourth inning yesterday. You're fine. Chill out. Three you know two, it was. Yeah, but you know our fans left early yesterday, and that was. Uh, I thought it was very disappointing. I think that's it's cold the, there. <laughs> it's cold there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're losing in right. the cold. I mean, uh, you can't really blame yeah. it. I, I'm gonna say this. So, you guys have was on a police. So, you guys will, will you guys be at Big Smoke that same weekend? No, no, so, no. so you're not gonna be there. That's here. why Lazona Palooza, had we been able to attend Big Smoke, uh, and the reason we didn't was Guy is supposed to be, I believe, on a hunting trip. 
And uh, so he leaves from when I do the event with him on Tuesday, he goes out for a hunting trip for the rest of the weekend, uh, from my understanding. And then he heads to Vegas for, I believe, Formula One the following week. Yeah, I know Formula so, One the following week is where my company's sponsoring that, too. Yeah. So we were we were uh, we were we would have ended up initially. In a, and I believe uh, early on, the the notice went out to save the date for the following weekend. And a lot of people, and we had to stop that quickly because we realized that the moment somebody gets to save the date, they're booking travel and they're booking Airbnbs. So we, uh, we, it, it didn't last long out there, but a lot of people thought it was like the eighth, ninth, and tenth instead of, well, what it was or seven, eight, nine or, right. Which is normally the dates. The second week is is the big smoke, but they had to move it because of Formula One. Formula One, yep, yep, yep. No, understand. That's understandable as well. So, uh, you know, it's a, but I'm glad, uh, it, it, Lazona Pusa is back there for sure. Um, you know, any, anything else like, um, like I thought, I thought I saw something about this Espinosa store or something. What's that all about? News to me. Maybe I, maybe I missed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you, what do you know? Can you fill us in? I mean, <laughs> I thought I saw something. I thought I saw something about an Espinosa store at the event. I'm I'm serious. Uh, well, I mean, usually they offer they offer five packs or whatever that okay. maybe that's what they refer to the Espinosa okay. store. Maybe okay. Jerome T's something like that. But yeah, but uh, we're not you know we're not selling you know we're not doing any any core stuff direct to consumer or anything like that. Yeah, right. No, no, right. No. What about uh, Espinosa Elite? Will that be available for? Uh, I think it opens up next week. I heard. I think I it opens. That. I think yeah, it's going to open up either next week or during or or during the Blues. But it's it's uh, supposed to open up. Okay. Someone yeah. get me a link. <laughs> soon as soon as we have it, I promise to share it. I know you will. Uh, um, we'll I a, we'll get a press release out the coop. <laughs> uh, you guys, uh. We're good with this the press is, releases, right? Yeah, so I think we're pretty so good. Well, you guys are fine. You guys are fine. Espinosa Elite uh, continues for another year. This is the uh, is this the this is the fifth year, right? This is the fifth year, isn't it? You submitted uh, for Espinosa Elite. I think the year you were there. Three, four, five. I think it's the fifth sixth? or sixth year. Yeah, yeah. I, think I want to say it's the sixth. Because the year you were there, you signed year, up. Yeah, last year was mm-hmm. the 30, 30, 30, the thirty cigars in one box. Was there an Espinosa Elite before I started? Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. One year. I think oh, it was one okay. year. Yeah. So twenty eight. It was the very first one. Yeah, the very first year. Yep. What's what's diff? What can maybe people expect different this year? Man, with elite uh, or with 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 Rona? Listen, I I I don't I I I would be lying to you if I told you that we have something planned that's different than than what we usually do. Mm-hmm. No, I that's fine. I'm just I, asking. I, I'm just asking. Yeah. I think it's. I think what you're going to get. I think the feeling. The, what, I think what we may be shooting for is just kind of like that family reunion kind of thing, where you know when you're, you're going, you're going to go meet your cousins and your mm-hmm. and your family, and and you know I think we 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 just expect people to just kind of make their own make their own. I don't want to say make their own fun because that's not you know that's not going to happen. But I think it's just it, just come and be a part of this. Right. I know they were they were auditioning a live band. Yes, for, that uh, that is that's what I understand. That I was going to ask about that too. I did see something about that as well. Yeah. So I don't know if they've settled on anybody, but there were some good choices there. 
they're uh, a few really fun bands. Listen, uh, this year's the the planning has been a lot different this year because of the travel. I've been traveling, Jack's been traveling, Eric's been traveling. So I mean, it's it's we haven't really. I I can't tell you the last time that we actually had a week that we were all there at the same time for the whole week. So it's, you know, when, when I'm not there, they're doing some, they're doing some, they're putting some stuff together or, or when Jack's not there, we are, but listen, that's, this is really, this is really juniors and, 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 and seniors kind of event. And Danielle who works in the office has a lot to do with it. You know, we put in our two cents, but it's, it's kind of, you know, we, we kind of not gonna, I don't think we really have any intention to reinvent the wheel. It's Danielle, worked well for yeah. it's Danielle's still well with these, the team. Yes, sir. Oh Danielle's my gosh, that's awesome, man. That's she is. Uh, she, well, she's. Uh, she's been with us. She has. Uh, going on, I think I'm going on ten years now that she's going to be with us. She's an integral cog in the wheel. The she's only, a cog in the wheel. The only, the only person to the only person in the cigar industry to ever hand me a T-shirt that actually fit. It was wonderful. Well, nice. Up until that point, we'll, up until that point, we'll, we'll put that on her resume. Shirt. That's all. That's Jack hooked me over this shirt at this year's PCA, but first time in person, first time in person, anyone I, has ever. I, I have before. to. I'm yeah. missing. Like, I got to get this year's Lazona Palooza T-shirt, but I'm missing the the one I'm missing is the one I missed last year. The oh, I, I think there's. I think there's some there. Okay, I, if you do, I'm definitely interested. Yeah. If, yeah. if not, you can go to my eBay store. I have them on my eBay store. Right. And uh, <laughs> hey, listen, times are tough, buddy. <laughs> what? What? what, so what pay, how do you think he pays for Cooperstown? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cooperstown was all on my eBay store, buddy. We we all um you know we established that we we don't know if Juan's coming, but like what brands will be represented at uh, at Lozano Palooza this year? Espinosa and Knuckle Sandwich. Espinosa and Knuckle Sandwich. The stage. The stage is set. And 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 Terrence Riley might might uh <laughs> might stroll in at any moment. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get it. You I never know. It. Yeah, so I'm waiting for a clutch burger invite. <laughs> oh, good luck with that. Exactly. I yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he goes as often, man. It feels like it feels like he's not kind of on a hiatus from clutch burger. I got to be honest. Not quite. Out the so. I don't know. Last time we had to invite ourselves. Remember. Yeah, I've, I've you ate there, right? I've, you you ate okay. there. Oh, it's great! It's great, but we had to invite ourselves. Uh, the dojo I, guys got the invite. We were clear. we were at go invite ourselves. Out and it, I reached out and invited him. He said he was already going, and he invited us, and he paid for our lunch. It was a he nice. Did, he did. No, he did. It was a nice. Thank gesture. you, thank you, Eduardo Fernandez. <laughs> exactly. Uh, oh, you think about those moments when you decide to name him Person of the Year again. I didn't. Yeah. Dojo named him two years in a row, didn't he? First, no, I don't think so. Lizona, Lizona Palooza, also the first time I ever had yuca, and it was fucking amazing. I have to put, point that out, too. I, nice. It, will there be a pig uh, roast? Will there be a pig roast this year? I don't uh, know if there, there's a pig there will be one at the park. I don't know. Right. Uh, it, it might be the police officers doing it because they do it every year at the park. Uh-huh. Right. Okay. Uh, there will be pork. There will be pork. <laughs> there, there will be pork. I, I remember. The first time, like the pig roast one year was the first time I ever had like stuff from the head. And it was actually really good. Yes. I, I never had that before. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Tim Wong. Thank you, Tim Wong. <laughs> Tim, Tim Wong and I went after the, the brains and the cheek, man. It was yeah. Uh, oh, and, but that, oh, and it was so really good. good. And it was really good. I had never had that before. I'm yeah. going to take your word for it on that drug. I'm not, yeah. uh, I, you know, uh, I don't want anything out of the head or anything out of the rear end. Anything else, you won't, I'm good you at. won't go for the cheek, man. Seriously. Hector. No, it's okay. No, no, no. I'm good. I'm, really? I'm good. 
Yeah, oh, yeah. Tim Wong's eating eyeballs and shit, man. The brain, I'm a, the brain, I'm a, no, the I'm a finicky the, fat guy. I'm a finicky fat guy. Yeah, I don't, the the brain know. I totally get, but the cheek's the best part, man. I don't know. Really? The loin, the loin to me is the best part. The pork loin is the best part for me. That's, that's I love the that. It's when you get good skin, and the skin yeah, is yeah, good. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, the cuerito. I had a dinner last this last week. Coop saw the picture of it. It was it was Coca Cola braised pork shank. Man, that thing was massive. Right. Straight up, hmm. straight up yeah. dinosaur bones. Delicious. Yeah. I love I love well, pork. It's fantastic. So, so Jack, the patio won't be open at your house Monday uh, Sunday morning for the Miami Dolphins game. I guess it absolutely will. I'm oh, okay. expecting Hector. <laughs> no, and tickets are I'm, set, I'm, and tickets are seventeen fifty if you want good seating. <laughs> The Why patio, not? Brother, Why not? The patio will That's be open. Coop, you're 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 more than welcome. We we usually get a, a decent turnout the day after Lozona Palooza. Yep. Um, my my I'm shipping my wife out of town. She's headed to Tallahassee to see the grandbaby. So I got a uh, I got Tyler Jones, my rep, and and the new rep Josh, um, staying at my house. So, but the there um they booked. Nobody realized that that dolphin game was at nine thirty, and Josh is actually a Kansas City fan. And they booked like 8 a.m. flights to get out of here. On so, Sunday? On Sunday. Wow. They were smart. They'd be calling their travel agent now trying to trying to <laughs> well trying Tyler to- Jones did. I told Tyler to do that. And 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 Tyler booked the uh, the super saver. So the super saver gives you zero uh, opportunity to do anything. They don't even give <laughs> oh. you points on the super saver. Wow. So it's it's a notch above spirit, I think. On American Airlines, so, so Tyler will fl- not be changing his flight. He'll be flying with the cargo in the, in the right. bottom of the plane. <laughs> All right. So what I want, what I want to do, uh, and then we'll sh- shift some gears and talk Omar Espinosa stuff. Is uh, I want to do the Espinosa This Day in Sports History segment, and it's sponsored by. Espinosa Cigars, makers of award-winning brands such as Espinosa 601 and Knuckle Sandwich. Smoke Espinosa and smoke Espinosa every day. Every day. So this is the Espinosa This Day in Sports History segment. We have, I think we have three things tonight, right? Bear, yeah, you added a third. All right, so I think the first two are mine and the third one is yours. And I, I don't think these are hard questions. Do you, do you agree? I, I think they, they could be pretty. The third one may be a little tricky. Correct. All right. So here is the first question. Bear, we'll give the guests a chance to answer first before you answer, because I know you're going to know these. That's perfectly fine. Yeah. And the Phillies are just tanking this game away. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. In On this day, in 1939, this Yankee great won his first MVP award. In 1939. 1939. Was uh, uh, Jesus? Uh, Joe DiMaggio. Uh, no. Uh, Lou Gehrig. No, it was Joe DiMaggio. Really? I was wow. surprised I, by that answer too, because it was a little earlier. Thought, than he, I played, thought. thought he played into the fifties. He played. He did, but it was like this was like his first or second year. This yeah. Wow. Good. Okay. Yeah. Good, good one for Jack. Good. I know very, I, I know very few of these players. So, <laughs> and you know, right. for me, it's the Yankees. So, I mean, if that team fell off the face of the earth, I'd be all right with that. All right, go all ahead, sir. All right. Second question: Who won the night on this day? Who won the nineteen ninety two World Series, and why was it so significant? Nineteen 
Was it, was it Toronto? Toronto won it. The first okay. co- first team outside of the U.S. to win it? Correct. There you go. We teamed up on that one, Hector. Good job, buddy. Yeah, good we job. heckled and jekyld you. We heckled and jekyld you. Sometimes people pop to Toronto and they take the Phillies, but that was 93. That was 93. So, uh, yes, it was the first time the World Series went to uh, Toronto. And uh, when Toronto won it in 93, they were the first team to hold the title for two years without having to defend it. So Who's that, Joe Carter or whoever? Joe Carter, yeah. Joe Carter. Uh, yeah. Oh, jeez. Just making it. You're just killing them. You're killing them. It's over. It's you're over. Killing them. Alvarado's getting peppered right now. What's, the, right. what's the score? 3-2, but they got first and third with uh, one out. At the time, man. No, uh, double double play ball. We're gonna get double yeah. play ball here. All right, let's go to Bear. <laughs> Am I asking the question, or are you? Asking you want to ask? Yeah, I'll let you ask this because you added this one in. Okay. Uh, on this day, yep. On this day in history, in 1972, this baseball pi- pioneer died. 1972. 1972. 72. Oh, wait a minute. Um, all right, no, no, because he died. That's, two, that's, two. that's not Clemente, right? It's no, not Clemente. Clemente died on no. New Year's Eve, actually, I think the year before. Baseball pioneer. Pioneer is a keyword. Pioneer is a keyword. Oh, Jackie pioneer. Robinson. It's got to be Jackie Robinson. No, I don't think it's Jackie Robinson. Hold on. That's the only pioneer I know. Shit. Pioneer, so you've got to think. 1972. Was it Casey Stingle? Just waiting for you to say your final answer. Was it Casey Stingle? At 58 years young, Jackie Robinson died. In oh, look at that. Pioneer. Pioneer. No, but Pioneers, Pioneer could be, you know, Connie Mack is a Pioneer. You know, uh, Ty Cobb. You know, these, uh, I'm trying to think 70, you know, Jackie, you think Jackie Ty came Cobb, in. Ty Cobb was a pioneer. He played in the eight, in the nineteen in the early nineteen hundreds. You know, you don't, <laughs> you don't think that's pioneer enough for it? What do you? The early nineteen hundreds. I think I think Shoeless Joe. <laughs> oh. oh, that's a good one, man. Yeah, no, good. Oh, all right. So that I remember. Not... I remember Gil Hodges died right in the right in seventy three, right after the season started. When did Clemente right before... die? It was uh, the, the day after the end of the season. What year? I thought it was New Year's Eve on seventy one. He died. No, because he was, was he was flying hurricane supplies, oh. and so it had to be hurricane during hurricane season. I yeah. want to say it was it was right after the season ended. I thought it was right and after then, the season. Yeah, right after the season ended. I mean, I'm, I'm using my phone. If not, I would tell you. But he I'm, died I'm into, on into, into I, Nicaragua, right? He died yeah, December thirty first, nineteen seventy two. December right. 31st. Wow. Yeah, I so knew was a, something about New Year's Eve. That's oh, why it wasn't I, a hurricane. It was an earthquake, I think. Earthquake supplies. There was some relief think, thing. Yeah, some relief thing. Yeah. And he I heard died. there's a real, there's another story to that, but we're, we're let's not get it. We don't do TMZ shit here. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we don't want to, we want to keep you safe in Nicaragua too. <laughs> so. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. So that was our Espinosa This Day in Sports History, sponsored by Espinosa Cigars. Smoke Espinosa every day. Okay, um, a couple, yeah, just wrapping up Lazona Palooza. Um, so like I said, the event starts Thursday, goes to um, through Saturday night. So uh, Saturday night, how many people are you expecting? Six. We have over two hundred <laughs> RSVPs. RSVPs we, confirmed. Confirmed. We're we're in the two teens. 
Wow. Which is that's, a that's, little crazy because we usually get ever, about yeah, we, yeah. Usually, we usually get about 175, 180 yeah. RSVPs. Yeah. yeah. So Hector Victor's very happy about that number. Yeah. Four to two uh, Diamondbacks. And Wheeler is in the bullpen. And Wheeler is in the bullpen, guys. So. Everybody has to play today. No, uh, you can't. You don't save anybody today. No. Wheeler's coming in. Wheeler's coming in. Wheeler's coming in. It wow. is, is, if it ends up being, and I'm sorry to say this, Goop, Arizona and the Texas Rangers, is that going to be one of the lowest rated World Series in history? I think it Possibly. will be. I think it will Possibly. be, yeah. It's in yeah. Dallas is a big market, but yeah, I think it will be. Listen, guys, it's I, I'll tell you this: like, there's I, there's a lot of people that are excited, obviously, in the, in the area about the Rangers going to the series again. But man, I have to say, uh, it's almost like this mentality of it feels like this fool me once kind of mentality. They're like, kind of like, no, no, I'm not falling for it this time. You know, yeah. they got romanced ten years ago, and and then uh, they had a little bit of a of flirting with success early in the in the in the the fifteens and you know with when the Cole Cole Hamels was acquired and stuff like that and they had that great success then and stuff but they're yeah but did they did they ever make it to the World Series? They did. Yeah, they made it. They went to two years in a row. They went two years in a row. Yeah, the giant the Giants obliterated them and then David Freeze put them to bed and then the second time so yeah with, that uh, was the St. Louis was the second yeah right yeah Nelly yeah. Nelly Cruz the Nelly Cruz bobbled fly yeah ball, so yeah I remember that all right. All right. Uh, I, I wanted to just kind of turn over before, to wrap up with you guys is just, uh, you know, just some th- happenings at Espinosa. Um, because, again, it's been a, a banner year for both, you know, Espinosa and the Knuckle Sandwich brand. Um, and I think both of you guys uh, obviously working with Eric, but, um, you know, Hector, you from the production and operations and Jack, you from the sales and distribution. And uh, I mean, you both have to really be commended on getting good products, obviously. And then Jack, you know, you you getting these products into the market. Um, I, I joke about this TAA cigar, Jack. I never saw a company do a better job at at launching a TAA product than you guys did this year. And I mean that sincerely because I've been ver- and I've been very hard on how these companies have handled TAAs. And, and so every everybody worked hard to get that that cigar out there, and it was very important to us when we were kind of seeing what the uh, the way. TA cigars are presented and then months later they're still not out. Yeah. And uh and and we th- we all felt it was very important to to basically launch that really launch it at the TAA and we were taking orders at TAA and they were already I mean we were telling people that were placing orders this cigar is going to beat you back to your you know back back, back, back your to shop. your shop yeah. and it, and, it, and it was true. I mean we we yeah. were we were ready ready to go and Listen, we sacrificed we sacrificed the core line because we didn't want look, we had the experience from the year before where we did a TAA for Villiger. We uh, at Lazona. We made a we made a TAA cigar for Villiger. And he told me I remember at the time that it was important to have it for TAA. And I think he had his cigar a couple of weeks after TAA was he out. was one of the first, so he, yes. He was one of the first. But we wanted to have the cigar while we were at TAA. So we sacrificed the core line with uh to, to do it for ta and i'll tell you the it being first to the being first to the party was really really good yeah I listen murciero de, de oro was planned for something right and then when we heard the rumors in november december that we were going to be accepted into taa we kind of transitioned and started moving that cigar as the taa release 
And uh, and in January, when we got the announcement that we were in, it was it was in motion already. Right. So, yeah. oh, you yeah, know, we wouldn't have gotten into the TAA. You would have seen uh, that that cigar, but not, not as a TAA cigar. But, right. But, we made the, we made that decision early on, and and Hector and 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 the factory and everybody did a great job getting that out. Yeah, no, I like I said, um, I saw you, Jack, like I think right after you after TA when you got back, you, you were at TA stores. I mean, that yeah. was like, and I'll be honest, I'm gonna, I just I've been really critical of how companies have handled TAA. I don't see, I didn't see people at stores. I just didn't, I don't see a lot of excitement. You guys created this excitement. And I believe me, I was giving Hector some shit behind the scenes, like, why are you guys doing a TAA cigar? It's, you know, and hey, you guys proved me wrong on it. You guys did a, a great job with that. So, um, so moving, listen, moving, go ahead, Hector. No, go, go, Jack, go. So, so moving forward to finish on 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 your thought of of where we're going, we launched everything. We launched at at, at the show has nearly shipped. We have a six prob L six P. Yeah. Uh, that that. The funny thing about L6P and the crazy thing about L6P is, you know, it, it's in jars this year. And the jars are scheduled to arrive any day. I mean, they were supposed to hit customs on the 23rd, which is today. So depending on how long they take to clear, it's 13 pallets of jars that may be arriving next week. At the, at the, at the event. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so if you so come to La Zona Palooza, you may be packing boxes. Is what you I'm may talking. be packing <laughs> jars. Um, and, and, and then the only other other uh, I, I I don't know Hector can can kind of talk on it more. The only other thing that we we released at the show that hasn't been fully uh, shipped is the Knuckle Sandwich three packs, the uh, the three pack sampler with a Maduro Habano and a Connecticut uh, Robusto in the little box, and it's okay. because we ordered nine hundred boxes and each box holds ten of them. But somewhere along the way, they heard 90 boxes. <laughs> yeah, so well, they, I hear this a lot with companies. You guys aren't the only ones. So they sent instead and, of and, 900, instead of 9,000 10 packs, they sent 900 10 packs. So we were only able to fill 90 boxes. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. We both we both speak the same language, and yet we at times still have trouble with this. Yes. But yeah. listen, yeah. It's, it, at the end of the day, uh, we – we like all companies and during this time and, and especially a company like ours is still growing. We've had to make some adjustments, some production adjustments. So, you know, those, and those packs are, hang went to hang himself. Yeah. went to hang himself. So listen, while, while it's important that, that we get that show release out, we also had to look at the fact that what do we I have in queue? What do we have in queue? And one of the things that we, that we've been, we've been behind on, is the knuckle sandwich the knuckle sandwich toro we can't keep that cigar in stock we absolutely can't keep that cigar in stock so you know we we we've had to, in the last couple of months we had to make some adjustments well you know i really need this instead of that so the the three packs will be you'll see the three packs by the end of the year and you'll see l6p by the end of november i'm pretty sure so uh you know it's and and we're already working on next year stuff the show's in march yeah i mean we've already yeah we've got we've got things that we're working on for march so uh, it's uh, it, it, we complain a lot about the situation that we're in. Oh my God, you know, back orders and this, but there are a lot of companies who wish that they had, you know, these are problems that, that at, at the end of the day, you know, you're not, you're not happy. You're not so sad to have them. I mean, it, it shows you that you're moving forward, that your, your company is growing, you know? No, I agree. Um, you know, the other observation I think this year that I thought was really good that you guys did was uh, PCA trade show 
Guy was back. Um, and I don't want to put words in anyone's mouth, but this is how I saw it. This year, you kind of shared Guy with the world this year. Uh, he was at the um, he was at the opening party, the opening party. And then he was at your booth. And then you kind of I remember you guys did this tour with Guy Fieri on the show floor, which I thought was absolutely a great thing. I it's a, I, it's important. It's yeah, important. I, Listen, yeah. he sees he's seen he's seen what he's seen yeah. is how we do events, how we create the cigar, how we get it ready to how we how we put it out to sale. But it's important that he sees how the rest of the industry is that he gets, you know, he sees other booths other manufacturers he sees you know that that this is that that we're all going that this is the process that we all go through you know and yeah. it, and and listen we're we're sure it's not that we're sharing a guy we've already been told by a lot of manufacturers that this is one of the best things that's happened to the industry in a long time it's a guy who a guy who can take who's yeah who's making every effort to mainstream cigars into and, and has the know, platform to do it yeah and has the platform to do it wearing his shirt on his TV show, you know, uh, taking an Instagram photo of him lighting, having a cigar at the NBA All-Star game. Um, yeah. I remember some guys gave me some shit at the beginning. Well, you know, it's just another celebrity cigar. It's not. It's possibly the most successful celebrity cigar ever launched with a guy who was innately involved in it. I want 60 ring cigars. Guess what? There's a 60 ring cigar now. Yep. A guy who's not involved doesn't make that kind of statement, doesn't make that kind of, you know, doesn't want to have that because, you know, he... His this is his name, his company name on these cigars. So he he does have he has a stake in this, and it's and it's important. Listen, it's important that that we do everything right. We've been around, you know, prior to guy coming, we were around ten years, eleven years, and you know, we launching Knuckle Sandwich. We we're using all we're doing all the things correctly from all the lessons that we learned during the first ten years, eleven years that we were here. So we've tried to do everything right. And he's a guy who's involved. He smokes a lot of cigars. Ask Jack how many cigars, he, how many boxes we ship him and we send him and how many cigars he smokes when he's with us. And, you know, and, 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 and he likes a cigar. It's not just a guy who put his name on a cigar. And, and you know, he, look at the year he had last year. He came to the Great Smoke. He came to Lazona Palooza. He did two cigar aficionado events. He came to the PCA. He did a shop opening in Puerto Rico where the woman had no idea who he was at first and then said, oh, my God, this guy's a huge deal. I'm going to need more. I'm going to need more boxes to sell. Right. I mean, it's, and, and he's a busy cat. This is a guy who's really, you know, this is uh, the life, the, 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 the life that he leads, you know, I, I could never want to leave that. Yeah. Life. When, I mean, when I, he's this busy. I did have a chance to interview him as part of the KMA crew earlier this year. And we, you know, when you have a, when you have a celebrity guest like that, the celebrity guests are not usually, they usually won't give you more than a half. If you get a half hour from them, you're lucky. Consider it lucky. Um, around, and we had him for about 25 minutes. And Abe was even conscious of this. Um, and I guess Guy's assistant messages Abe asking him to wrap it up. So Abe starts to wrap it up. And, and Guy's like, no, I want to stay a little longer if you guys want to want me here. And he ended up staying another 20 minutes after that. But finally, he did have to go. But I, I thought that was amazing that he did that. That was, like I said, we, that's no, that's not the norm to get 50 minutes with Guy Fieri like that. So I, that was this a guy tr truly loves the culture. He yeah, he really does. does. He, re he really does. Listen, I mean, it was we the did, first we, time. Did a, we did an event in Memphis, and it was the first time. Usually, he's whisked in, he deals with everybody, and whisked right out. Right. And and at the end of that event, it was me and Junior and and uh, 
and we went inside to handle something and guy followed us in and sat on one of the chairs and he was there for another hour just mingling and smoking yeah. cigars he, he he didn't want to leave he had such a good time how do let you guys go ahead. go ahead there you yeah. go let me ask this question. Is it like, are you, I know you guys got a lot of this question very early on and I know Hector was very tired of answering it. So I apologize for bringing it up again, Hector, but I'm curious though, we're going full steam ahead into like the, basically a solid second year with the building of this brand and, and him being this amazing ambassador for not only Espinoza and his brand knuckle sandwich, but the industry itself are you still getting a lot of questions about the, from the doubters? Like, Oh, is he here to stay? Is this, you know, is this a, no. is this a gimmick or it's like, is not, it, is not anymore. He's, like, he's, he's going great. into his, in January, it's going into his third year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And listen, it's, he's not going anywhere. We, we, we launched Habano and Maduro and then we launched his birthday cigar earlier this year. And then the chef special that we did at PCA, uh, his new birthday cigar coming out next year uh you know prefix. The, the prefix menu that we did uh he's uh, that we 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 do a lot we do a, a line extension on habano and, and, and maduro we launch a connecticut he's not going anywhere he's not going anywhere and he likes these cigars he loves these cigars loves them so i mean you know i i i'm you know you guys have known me for a lot of years and i'm and you know i i i you know how i i i, I am humble about this shit i'm really it, this is kind of a feather. This is something that I, I, I really kind of am proud of. This is a guy that while Eric was talking to him and meeting him for the first time, I'm plying him with cigars, trying to get his baseline as to where we can go from there. And it's been nothing but positive since. I mean, I have yet to him to say, you know, I didn't like that. He loves it. He loves it all. And he like Jack said, he loves this culture. He people loves may, this culture. Yeah. And people may forget Hector and Jack, but you guys, I don't remember this, but he made his debut at the virtual Gazona Palooza. That yeah. was kind of his. That was yeah. kind of his debut with you, guy. Like, okay, there was this. He was a. He was a surprise guest that year. I remember. Uh, and we were all just completely shocked when that happened. I mean, he got to travel. Him and Eric. Him and Eric traveled January third and fourth of twenty twenty one. Yeah, twenty twenty one. They traveled. Uh, no, twenty twenty. And uh, Jack can tell you the amount of orders that that were generated. Just from the, the word of mouth of this cigar coming out. 2021. 2021. 2021. Just the, the, the amount of orders that were generated from a cigar that was sight unseen. And they, just could, the, they, they, they got in a car and visited shops in Miami and just cold called. Just showed up. And people freaked out. And that's kind of the first because people had heard rumors that we were possibly doing something with Guy. And that was kind of the, yes, we are. Here's Eric and Guy visiting shops. And, uh, and only two counties. They went to three counties. That's it. They yeah, had they nine went to or ten stores. Yeah. yeah, they had exactly one hundred cigars to go to a hundred cigars for two days. Yeah, and then you know you just should have you should have seen all the things that we had to do preparing for the onslaught of people wanting uh, wanting to have the cigar in house. You, you it guys, was great. Were, it's good. you guys were ready with product. I thought that was so key with this. It you know you 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 I'm sure you gambled making as many cigars as you did. Right, I'm sure, but you guys and had we didn't plenty, make enough. and, and we, we didn't, didn't make, make enough. enough. But you had plenty, is what I'm saying. It was, you know, it was there was that was good. That was really good because it you were able to get it, but then you probably had to wait a while to get it again. The crazy thing is, the crazy thing is, and Hector Hector can attest to this that 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 we'll give a release date, but just like L6P right now, 
We're hoping it ships by the end of November. It might ship November 15th. We're not 100% sure. But we had a drop-dead ship date on Knuckle Sandwich of February 28th. And we were shipping February 21st. That yeah. never happens. <laughs> never happens. <laughs> that never. never we were happens. ready to roll. That first, nobody other than us in that office had smoked that cigar. And a few people that they handed them out to on their drive around Miami. Um, nobody had smoked that cigar. Not the reps, not retailers, not anything. In the, and it was February I think the first week, I think it was uh, whatever date the uh, the TPE was that year, we put it out for pre-order. Yep. And within a week, we were like, holy crap, what's going on here? We were north of 5,000 boxes pre-sold of a cigar nobody had tried. And, and we, we were all that's staring That's not the at size of the company are. That's not the company, yeah, company yeah. we are. I mean. And I don't and know. Then, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if we've never talked about this, but. The fact that we ordered eight thousand boxes initially is is crazy. We don't order that amount of boxes, so we had to have some so somebody in that office, Hector, Eric, somebody had a feeling this was going to blow up, as it did. And then we go to TPE, and we walked out of TPE already north of the eight thousand boxes we had we had initially ordered, and scrambling so, to order more. Yeah, we we eventually upped it to fifteen thousand boxes. Yeah. And never at any, never, and we never had those boxes all at one time. I mean, they were, they were coming in, they made them as fast as they could and, and they came in and, and off they went and listen, we, we still can't, you know, uh, the, the Toro size and that cigar, whether it's because it's the best iteration of that blend and, or because Toros have just yeah. become that popular. That's the, you know, that I'm, I'm telling you that's yeah, back, quarter, back, quarter, back. I'm, yeah, I've had a few of these, I bought a box of these, so I have a bunch of them still. Uh, the Toros. I love this Toro Maduro. And uh, don't sleep on the Connecticut. I mean, I'm surprised Bear hasn't gotten around to that Connecticut. Don't sleep on that Connecticut. Oh, the that Connecticut. Connecticut is, no, the Connecticut's amazing. Yeah. And the in the short Churchill, especially, it's it's, it's, yeah. it's incredible. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, so I'm yeah. working. I'm I'm working on some more stuff for him this year. Listen, the his his stuff. Any anything that we do with him right now is is very hot. I mean, it's very it, hot. look, you guys have gotten the ratings on top of that. Last year, Habano got the rating. The Shimaduro got the rating. Uh, yes. you know, from the, you know, we know who, but, uh, you know, but it's, that's an important rating. We ain't going to dispute that. Um, so I mean, it's, well, it's just, but forget, but the, forget about that, he, but all right. Yeah. He got the rating from them, but it was also in the consensus. The Habano made the consensus. I was shocked that the Habano made it over the Maduro in the consensus that year. It's, you know, but that's, I love the, that was, yeah. that's an argument we had in the, I mean, I was team, I'm team Maduro. Eric is team Habano. I think Jack is Team Habano as well. Uh, Initially, you know. I was. Initially, I was Maduro. Well, oh, when, okay. when, and I was at, like Coop. I was shocked that Maduro was getting the consensus yeah. over yeah. over yeah. Uh, uh, Habano was getting it over Maduro. And then I started smoking more and more Habanos. And then the Connecticut came out, and I said goodbye to both of those. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, most of the media liked the Connecticut, except for one guy. But we won't go Listen, that. I, we we learned we learned a valuable lesson this year. Uh, we learned that we are no longer a 500 box company. And that, I say this all the time and, and, and it's, and it's true. It's true today. It's true today. And it's ever been, Yeah, we would, if we did 500 boxes of something and we could sell it, we thought it was a successful yeah. launch of a, of a limited now 500 boxes does nothing but upset us, get us in trouble with our retailers. Cause there's just not enough of them to go around his birthday. So I don't know. I don't know if this guy's causing, causing problems. Is it your birthday bear? It is uh, my birthday is Thursday. Yes. 
Thursday. His son's birthday is today. Yeah, his my son's, son's birthday is today. today. Yeah, my son was my son's birthday is two days before mine. Yeah, so, so Hector, nice. Hector. Yeah, yeah there's a troublemaker than... on the thread now wishing you a happy birthday. No, no, no. It's you know, I, I, I'm uh, much to Steve Saka's chagrin. I celebrate my birthday all week long. So I started. We kicked it off with my Sunday show. I added my birthday episode, and I celebrate all week, man. So I, I'm. A, it's a. It's well, a happy day, birthday so. in case we forget on Thursday. Thank, thank you, Jack. Appreciate it. <laughs> So I mean, listen. We just we learned that 500 boxes gets us gives us more headaches than 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 not having it. Yeah. It actually spawned a hashtag. Bring back the 55. I mean, that 55 was uh, we 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 went through that cigar. We went through those boxes in less than three or four hours, if I'm not mistaken. Jeff, yeah, I remember right? that. I'll tell you a funny story. I was traveling with uh with Hector and our rep there on Dutch Sifford. And we walked into a store and Hector and I walk into the humidor first and there's a box of 55 with 455 still left in it. And Hector grabs all 455s. And I said, you're going to buy them? And he goes, absolutely. And I, and then he thinks about it. And he goes, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be that guy. So he put carefully puts the 455 back as Doug Sifford is walking in and Doug grabs all four and leaves. <laughs> <laughs> but, but we 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 charged them big. He had to give us a cigar. Yeah, he had to so give us each one. So Doug Doug ended up paying for it. It was a uh, it was a funny moment. The last show Bear and I did, we were going through uh, the Cigar Journal Awards, and I, I mean I'm not trying to put you guys on the spot here, but there was an award for Ambassador of the Year, and and I got to be honest, I was completely shocked. That did not go to Guy Fieri last year. I I because well, I could to me, I couldn't think of any better ambassador we've had, maybe in this, you know, outside the industry in this history, in the history of cigars. I was we just, really don't we really don't have a relationship with Cigar Journal. Yeah, still, still, I mean, yeah. Still no, well, listen, uh I'm, that's yeah, a, that's that's an issue. That's that's an issue for the same reason that you know that we everybody to, talks in Everybody yeah. talks in hushed tones about the other about the other publications. Right. That that's that could possibly be true there. We yeah. just don't have a relationship with them. We don't. And it's not that we haven't tried. I mean, we send I send the same press release to you that I send to to our to Loomis and then I send to to Lagreed and then I send it to them as well. I mean, you know, I, I am I am nothing but charitable when it comes I, to I, I need to find out who your company spokesman is, though. That's I know there's this Espinosa spokesperson out there. I got to find out who that is. That's me. Okay. <laughs> I'd like I to introduce I, you. It's, it's, when, it's when it's when Hector doesn't want to go on the record for something. It's Espinosa. Someone closely related to the situation. Right. Right. Somebody. Somebody close. Someone to in the know. Someone sources. In sources. Uh, sources have revealed. Yeah. Yeah. And that's cool. me. I'm sources. So this may be an on-the-spot question. This is the last one I got. I got guy. Is there been any? To- I know you guys have the Espinosa Lounge program, right? Has there been any talk about a knuckle sandwich lounge with guy, with guy branding? Because I I think that would just make a whoever would step up to that, and I'm sure it would be a commitment. That would be like a des- that suddenly now this that retail will become a destination is what I would just say. Uh, Eric and I spoke <laughs> about it. Eric and I spoke about it. Um, it, it might be a little too soon, right? But maybe not anymore because we spoke about it a few months ago, mm-hmm. and and I think uh, I think it would be a great, great idea. And, yeah, I think the problem is you'd have upset people who don't get it. That would be the probably the problem. It, as we do as we do with every every Guy Fieri event we do. Yeah, city, yeah, we, yeah. We, we nobody seems to, you know. Listen, every retailer in the country would want Guy Fieri at their store. Yeah. 
you know, and, yeah. and, uh, and unfortunately, you know, when we get a Guy Fieri event, we do our best to make that he can only do one event. So we make, we make that as we make that as much as we can at the store that has supported him from day one. Yeah. And supported us. Yeah. From day one, not even Espinosa. It, it, listen, uh, a lot of stores uh, brought in knuckle sandwich that didn't carry Espinosa. Right. And, and it was our gateway to get into the stores that, that weren't carrying us, but we do our best to give back to that retailer. And, and a lot of times it's just not possible because of where he travels to. Yeah. They're, they're, they're just, you know, we have to pick the best lounge to do it in the most convenient, the most, um, but Inevitably, it upsets everybody else. Yeah, everybody else. Yeah. Listen, I can I can see it. I mean, listen, we we have made we've been made a con, uh, concerted effort not to oversaturate the market with any you know with a thousand Guy Fieri cigars. But you know, going into year three, I'm sure. Uh, listen, uh, a lounge is uh, a lounge is not our doing. That's somebody stepping up and saying, "I would want to. I want to be an Espinosa Lounge, or I want to be a Guy Fieri, a Guy Fieri or Knuckle Sandwich Lounge." That's going to take a retailer to step up and say, "That's what yeah. they want to do." Unless you, you know, guys open one, unless you guys opened it, but I think that would have but, probably not a good idea. Yeah, that's. But we've been yeah. very careful not to oversaturate him. Yeah, and you know, we and, and listen. Everything Guy Fieri is hot right now, but we also are, understand that we are working within the parameters of his schedule. Yeah. And you know this, uh, his filming schedule for all of his shows, they take a lot of time. I mean, you know, and and we are very thankful that he has, especially of, of late, he is. You know, he's making that effort. Hey, I'm going to be here. Are you guys going to be here? I'm right. going to be there. I mean, even last year, I remember he called. He he let us know that he was going to be in Taos, New Mexico, if we had any shops in Taos. Well, you know, no. I mean, you can get your chakras checked in Taos, but I don't yeah. think you can. I don't think you can smoke in Taos. I don't think there's any cigar shops there. But my point is that listen, he's 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 in lockstep with us. Yep. His yeah. but his schedule and his his responsibilities are probably just a little more uh, than what your average, you know, average manufacturer would have yeah. to deal with. So, but but we're 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 very happy where we're going, man. I'm telling you, it's been it's been a fantastic ride. It has been a fantastic ride, and I uh, I, I I expect three years from now, uh, you you know maybe next year you might see your first. Your first uh, knuckle sandwich. I'm not saying that that I, I know something that I'm not telling you, but right. you never know. Somebody right. might step up and say, "Hey, you know what? I want to be the very first knuckle sandwich, uh, knuckle sandwich uh, lounge," and and they'll put it. They'll they'll talk. They'll pass it. We'll run it through him and see uh, see how he feels. No, yeah, no, I'll be good, Jack. You know, you're you're on the ground. Obviously, you're leading the sales team, um, and you've opened up a lot of accounts. Um, how? I, I mean. I, Knuckle Sandwich, obviously, I think it's a good gateway, but has this also been really good for the rest of the SMOs portfolio as well? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Listen, the the, the accounts that supported Espinosa, uh, they came on board early with the support mm-hmm. of Knuckle right. Sandwich. But a lot of people, because of Guy's popularity, wanted, uh, you know, we, we, we briefly spoke about it. I think it was in a meeting that, that listen, are we going to, fo- are we going to be that company that forces, you want to bring in Knuckle Sandwich? Arguably, out of the get-go, one of the hottest cigars on the market, you're going to need to carry X amount of facings of Espinosa. And it was but we've never, we're yeah, not good, I was going to say, I was going to say you didn't do that. And that's a good job you guys did. Yeah. There, we're, there we're are companies much, we're a much, much companies, much smaller than us. 
they have these, you know, I, I want to say they're ridiculous, but hey, everybody's got their own, you know, their own methodology and their own business plan. But, you know, we've, we've never tied, we've never tied anybody's hands or, you know, or, 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 or made somebody take this to get that. That's just not the way we roll. Eric, I remember from the beginning, a guy came to the booth one day and wanted one box of Warhead seven or eight years ago. He wanted one box. And, I, and Eric says, sell him the box. If you, you know, I'd rather have one box in your shop than have no boxes in your shop. Wow. You know, it's, uh, you know, you, it, you, you got to start somewhere. And it certainly, it certainly opens the door. A lot of those retailers, I can look back on them now where they were only carry and the reps did a great job that, that, you know, that every time they go in there, you know, you're doing very well with this, you know, Espinosa is a hot brand right now. Give me a shot at bringing in a couple of facings of Espinosa, something else. And, and, and retailers are receptive to that. So it, it has opened the door. You know, listen, very similar to the collaboration we did with General and Justin Andrews. Yeah. The reason we did it on our side is it opened the door to a lot of retailers we, we, we that weren't bringing us in, a lot of the bigger retailers. And General, vice versa, wanted some of the smaller retailers. So that that was that that, that was that collaboration. And, 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 and it opened the door for us in a lot of bigger stores. And listen, you know, Jack, Jack, Jack travels way more than I do. But you know, in, in my travels, I have yet to see. I have yet, and I talk about guy Fieri at every shop I'm at because it's the questions are brought up, and I have yet to have either a, a, a customer of theirs or a or a retailer say, "Well, you know, I'm not interested because you know it's a flash in the pan." <laughs> no, it's it's two years going on three, going on. You know, I think we're coming on our our, our tenth release, our between core and limited stuff. He's not going anywhere. Not one person has said, I, I believe this is just a fad. It's going to fade out. It's not It's not going anywhere. No, I definitely, I think he's, like I said, definitely here to stay. And... Even the naysayers in the beginning, even the people that were saying, you know, it's another celebrity cigar, they quickly got off that boat. Yeah. Well, Cuba right. asks this yeah, in, a, in a different way. I, I would like to ask it. So you were talking about how it kind of opened up opportunities in the re retail space, Jack, but like, has it reinvigorated the other brands within the loyal base as well? So like the, the retailers that have supported you from day one, as you talked about, like for, for example, uh, and, and this, this isn't me self-plugging and I, I know it sounds like it, but like, you know, like I gave number one cigar to a year that the, to a brand that's been around for, for quite a long time, both times, actually, in fact, like, has it bolstered those lines among the, the loyal fan base? Have you seen an uptick in, you know, people who are, you know, connect, you know, Hector Max in the Connecticut have, have, has it bolstered the other Connecticut's in your line? The, this, 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 the uh, 601 Black, the, the Espinosa Crema, for example, has it bolstered? Well, currently, the, currently, the 601 Black is no more. Uh, we, we, we've put that on. You, on, you, on, you smoked them all, Jack? Is that what I happened? Smoked, I smoked the majority of them. I actually still have a few, but 601 Black has been put on the shelf. We will possibly in a couple of years. Well, initially we were gonna we were gonna create that as the Connecticut Warhead type of, of, of deal. Every year a different size of six hundred one black. Oh, but uh, cool. but I think the plan is still there. But knuckle but sandwich be, came. <laughs> but it's gonna but knuckle sandwich kind of overshadowed everything, and it's gonna be every two or three years that we will bring six hundred one black in a different in a different size, with so possibly twenty five or twenty twenty five or twenty six. Um, I think I think what really bolstered um and boosted up our, our core line more than guy more than knuckle sandwich was uh was covid actually covid covid was really good to the cigar industry and uh and and when everybody was suffering with inventory problems retailers we were, were not nice calling 
Yeah, we, we, we were fully flush and retailers were calling and, and okay, you, we are out of some of our core lines, the Crema, the Bucielago, we're out of that. And, and the question will be, what do you have? Because everything they were buying was selling uh, during the heart of COVID. And that that gave a, a nice little pump up into the 601 line, the blue, the red and 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 the green. And, and you know, La Bomba, La Bomba has always been consistent, but all these brands now got a, got a bump from COVID. Um the, the the Guy Fieri effect that that was that was more more toward um, getting us into retailers that that really wasn't giving Espinosa a shot for for various reasons they really saw what was happening with Knuckle Sandwich wanted to bring that in and were kind of very pleasantly they they were pleased when they learned that we weren't holding them hostage. You want to bring in knuckle sandwich, bring in knuckle sandwich. It's our gateway in. And, and then now they were way more receptive to bringing in more Espinosa. And we've grown a lot of accounts that were zero accounts in 2020. Uh, I awesome. can't tell you the, the amount of accounts that, 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 that we've grown with knuckle sandwich leading the way. And, and that was a, a concerted effort by everybody to not, not hold anybody hostage. Uh, yeah. of having to bring in a certain amount of facings of Espinosa in order to carry arguably one of the hottest cigars. Do you, I, do you yeah, think that that was a, do you think that was a lesson learned from some mistakes of, you know, not calling anyone out by name, but other brands who have had, let's just call it other lines or other cigars that are, are vastly more popular than, and that's unfair because Espinosa always had, always had that loyal fan base. We, I mean, that's how we opened up the yeah. show, but like, um, but had a line that, there's other companies that have a line that is vastly more popular than others and, and, and have made those proclamations that have made those limitations um, that you have to buy X amount of this or X amount of that, or you have to carry a certain amount of lines. Did you guys learn from those lessons that, that, that we just weren't, that you guys just well, we, made, put, weren't, drew a our, line our, in the sand, I'm sorry, so to speak? Sort of our, our core line, which you're looking at Crema, Laranja, Murcielago, Habano, you know, these lines sell very well out there. There's mm-hmm. not one of them that is, you know, uh, I'm not knocking them, but there's not, we don't have a Liga Privada. We don't have an Opus X. We don't have that line. So it, maybe if Murcielago was selling out of this world, we could, we could, we could play that game. But I think, I think our, our, our I will put our portfolio up against anybody's portfolio. I, I don't, oh, I name me a manufacturer. I'll put our portfolio up you know, mild to full, I'll put it up against anybody. I agree. So I agree. And and it sells well across the board. It sells mm-hmm. well across yeah. the board. So we don't have that workhorse it, brand that we can tell people you want that because that's going to, you know, people are going to walk in and grab it by the handfuls. You want that, you got to carry this. And uh, I, I can't tell you, I, I, I'd like to tell you that if we had that, we still wouldn't do that, but you never know. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, companies do what they got to do. I, I, I'm not, I'm not here to, 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 to judge them. And, and, and I've seen that work very well for them. So I mean, I'm inclined to agree with you, Jack. I think that, uh, you know, I think you nailed it because I, I, you know, I think we've all kind of poked fun and teased at the, the, how Habano heavy Espinosa is, but I mean, the reality is you, you just said it, the reality is, is that it is a very diverse portfolio. That might be the backbone. You might, mm. but, you know, that might be the, I guess the, the, the signature we call, we talk about, we talk about the signature flavor of Lazona or the signature flavor of Espinosa. And we talk about it with other brands too, that there's a signature note or flavor or leaf or what have you, but 
the reality, I think you just painted the, the truth of it is, is that it's a very diverse portfolio that appeals to all smokers. And, and it's not just diverse in the sense of flavor, right? It's also diverse in the, in the sense of, of, uh, of, of economics. Yeah. When you have uh, the um, Las Esprovencias, which is probably that marquee line that you're talking about, that, that upper echelon, that Liga Provada, that opus kind of style of a cigar if you will it's limited but you know it's 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 a beautiful project that y'all do but then i mean shoot man you can get grandma's and S in a habanos for you know sub 10 bucks still you know which is just <laughs> fantastic yeah 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 yeah, and, yeah you uh, know listen that's that's the other thing about our portfolio you're looking at you know somewhere between the eight to fourteen dollar range with the exception of La Saint Provincia that hits at 16, 17. I think one of them was over 20, but but it it went back to that $16 range. We don't have that $30, $40, $50 cigar. We don't, we, we I don't know. Hector can talk more about this. But, but you guys have done well with those, with, with those, uh, say, provincias too. I mean, they, well, they it's, one, it's, it's, it's very it's, limited. It's, it's very it's limited. Very limit, yeah. It's a very limited product. Yeah. And even but that, once again, listen, any... we, we, we make roughly about a thousand to 1500 very unique boxes of that and we don't hold anybody hostage for that yeah you know we we don't they come to the booth and they want to buy two or three or four you know we, we ask try them if they to make be a player sure we yeah we we try to make sure that that the the, the people that support us and the people that have supported let's say provincia are taken care of be, yep. before this happens but you know we'll, we'll start selling that before the trade show but we will we'll pull back we want to make sure we we got a few hundred to sell at the trade show, and and at that point it's not well you know buy all this shit and you can get La Provincia. No, we don't do that with with even our most limited stuff. We didn't do it with fifty five, and we should have done it. There were only five hundred yeah. boxes. We we, we could have done it with that, you know. And and yeah. Eric teased it out the other day. We have a, a fifty six coming out for his fifty sixth birthday. So this is going to be a, a new tradition. Yeah. All right. So and, and it won't be five hundred boxes this time. So we're going to make no. a lot. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. I mean, like I said I think it's worked well for you guys. What you, the way you've approached it. Uh, it may not we work for have, every company on like that. We, yeah, but I think it for you we guys. We try to have a, a cigar. We try to have a cigar for everyone. Yeah. You know, we didn't. We 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 grandma didn't. We didn't have a gateway cigar to like year five. But you know, we tried to have we try to have something for everybody. Yeah, and you know, and and, and our price point is is a very it's a very reasonable price point, given if you're in a state that you know doesn't hold the consumer hostage. Yeah, you know? yeah, and you have you have something. I mean, with the Sace Provincia is coming up, you guys are going to be tackling a uh, something a little new as far as what you've done with blends. Um, that's going to be the that's the Corolla release, correct? Corolla wrapper, yeah. Yeah, so that's something. Yeah, that's something to really look forward to. I've been wanting to see you guys release Corojo for a long time. So, uh, well, we we we've used Corojo for years, but we just you know it's, not as a rapper. It's, we don't not as a rapper, and, right. and we don't. We've really never hung our hat on on a particular leaf or a particular rapper. I mean, we we we've used Corojo for years, but it's the first time I've used Corojo rapper. And I was really pleased. I mean, last year we used uh, we did Pedro de Oro on the on the six province from last, uh, from the year before last. Yeah. So I mean, we, we 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 when we get around to to being able to work with it, we do. Yep. Yeah. That's great. Um. Hey, Bear. Anything else we have for Hector and Jack before we kind of let them go to bed? Um. Yeah, uh, Hector. I'd, I'd love for you to pick my second cigar. I just finished off the uh, the knuckle sandwich uh, Maduro, which was amazing. You got it. You got it. I am still with the warhead. 
You got to go with the warhead. Yeah, I may be talking as TAA, guys. I think I'm going to be having a TAA, so. Would you stop it? (laughs) Jesus, get the fuck out of Negative Town, would you? Hold on. Give me me a score, Boob. 4-2. What inning? Ace, bottom of the ace. Phillies are up. It's okay. Friggin' strike out already. Dude, it's okay. You got some clutch hitters. You've got we're some going, we're going into that. Lineup. We're going into that part, middle of the lineup's been terrible for us this year. We need Captain Caveman Brandon Marsh to get another hit. So, uh, Hector, tell me. So, tell us a little bit about. I know it's been a while. How? Uh, tell us a little bit about this Warhead Nine. I'm about to. Warhead up. Nine. Listen, the ninth iteration of Warhead. Uh, you know, last year's was a last year's was a great cigar. Uh, it, it caught a lot of people by surprise. The six by sixty that was very very palatable, but the blend has not changed. This year we went with a funky nerd size, a Perfecto 6x56, a Nicaraguan broadleaf, Nicaraguan filler. Uh, you know, just remember to cut the nipple. I know men have a lot of trouble piercing the nipple a little bit, but you gotta you gotta cut the nipple to get, get a nice even burn on that. It's 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 really one of my favorite warheads. Okay, I did. I cut the nipple. Here we go. The nipple. Um so um I, I really dig this size. I really like when I really like when you play around with Fatola's Hector. Um you're not afraid to uh, to kind of get a little creative, and sometimes it's in the Espinosa Elite uh, portfolio. But like, just I like that you get to have a little bit of fun with this project. This is really the cool. converse, the conversation. The conversation kind of goes like this: well, What size are we doing? This size. Uh, <laughs> trust me. All right. Uh, you know, next year's next year's Warheads even a, a really fun. Listen, time. listen. I will tell you this: Espinosa's army and Espinosa's nation, be prepared for Warhead Ten. That's going to be the most insane thing. The, the The packaging on that is going to be in high demand. Uh, the Warhead Ten is going to be something very special. Is that going to be? Special. Is that something you'll launch at the trade show or later? Because you normally do it later. Trade in the show, year. Trade, okay, show trade show, and, and, trade show, and it will ship from the trade show. There you go. And it will ship from the trade show. So, so, sorry, Hector. But you, but, but you, but you, but you have to buy three thousand boxes of everything else to get a box right, of that. Right. <laughs> We're going to start holding people hostage now. Coop, uh, you all right, big guy? It's over. <laughs> uh, Two behind. It's over, guys. It's it's over. It's not our year. I think good, good job, but it's good job, but it's good job, but a diamond. Capital would one game seven. Capital would one game seven. Guy. You know, this don't thing, kick it, the it, guy while he's down. It's okay. You know, I'm just gonna say the guy who um, rep- like, let's say, the guy who was kicked to the curb for Gabe Kapler is in the World Series. Just keep that in mind. Yeah, they but ki- I, I have a I have a, a message on their ch- on our chat where you blamed him for a loss this week. I mean, it's you know he's it's the manager. I mean, Coop. listen, he doesn't. He no, doesn't, the manager he absolutely the manager absolutely cost us Game Four. There's no question. Well, he that's cost what, us. You that's guys scored one run. run. No, that was game. You've got, you've got Castellanos. You've got Castellanos coming up. Marsh, you've got your boy coming up in the bottom of the ninth. Rojas, and you know what? If one of them gets on base, guess who's coming to bat? Yeah, we got to get a runner in scoring Rojas, position. Yeah. You got Schwarber. You got Schwarber. You got Schwarber. So you Schwarber, got Castellanos. The softball player. You know, I've absolutely fallen in love with Brandon Marsh. I'm such a fan of him right now. He is Captain Caveman is his nickname. I'm a huge fan of him. He should be He should be leading off. That's the problem. So we won't go. We won't go because, look, we're Arizona's playing really good you got to give them a lot of uh gob get give them the props here but uh it's it's getting down you're, here. you're you're on a panel with cubs mets and and red sox i believe we don't give a shit <laughs> 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 all 
Uh, just, I'm, I'm trying to keep the faith for you, man. I, I believe in it. I believe you just got strike I believe out. in <laughs> Castellanos, Marsh, and I said, and Schwarber's going to come up, dude, and fucking knock them all in, and then the game is back on, baby. It's I hope coming. Mar- it's I just coming. hope Marsh doesn't get the last out. That's all I care. I don't. He's not going to get the last out because he's he's the second batter. Yeah. It's Castellanos, and, and Marsh, he's got to pull. He's got to pull Rojas. He's got to pull Rojas for a pinch hitter. He cannot have Rojas pit, pit, okay, hitting the ninth inning. Fine, it yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> all right, but uh. Um, all right, guys, I want to thank you guys very much for being on the show. Uh, I know it's your personal time. We do appreciate it, especially Hector. I know you you're traveling and everything and you, you, you made a big effort to do this too. Uh, so we do appreciate it. Uh, I look forward we to seeing are, what... We are we are company men. If nothing, we are company men. Yeah, no, I really so, appreciate you know. We both appreciate it, uh, both of you guys. I, I'm looking forward to seeing you guys next week. So uh, We're looking forward to seeing you, Coop. Yeah, you, you won't be getting rid of me for a few days. So that may be a bad thing. Uh, but uh, at least one thing, at least the World Series won't conflict for me with Zona. I was a little worried about that. So, <laughs> All right, buddy. All right, guys. Hey, thank you guys very much. Uh, and uh, Jack safe travels to Colorado and stuff. Hector safe travels home as well. Thank you so thank much, you guys. guys. We'll see you soon. All right. Take care. Thank that you, is, gentlemen. That is Hector right. Alfonso and Jack Tarano of Espinosa Premium Cigars here on Primetime Special Edition. Uh, but we have some more stuff coming up there. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. So it was good to have them on that, uh, for that sure. That knuckle sandwich Maduro fucking hit. And this yeah. warhead is Dude, that, 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 absolutely gorgeous. I have the to- I'm 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 glad I'm sitting on Toros. I'm sitting on Maduro knuckle sandwich Maduro Toros. And uh, I'll be completely like transparent here, you know, because the coop list is is going to start getting created uh, next week. Actually, is when I'm going to start like uh, tallying up things uh, on the coop list, right? And um, Knuckle Sandwich Maduro Toro is is in. It does. I don't see any way it, it drops out at this point. So I don't know where it will land on the list, but uh, there's usually 30 cigars. I think we're going to get 30 cigars on the coop list this year. The way things are going right now. Uh, Sorry, was it in, was it in, it was pretty it was in danger early on right it was in danger but there but these but i knew there was some stuff that was at the end that could do well so uh tomorrow i believe there'll be another 90 coming out um so uh so yeah and then there's uh like three other cigars that i think have a shot like i still have to like there's three other cigars that are being reviewed this week that will close it out and this, think, this warhead is eligible this year, right? The nine is eligible the, this year. Yeah, it, it's eligible. The Maduro is eligible. Yeah, the Maduro actually. No, the, was, the warhead, the one that I'm smoking. The warhead the, nine is the eligible. nine. No, no, the nine's not. The eight is. The eight nine because okay. it came out after PCA. Got it. Got it. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. So okay. it came out after PCA. Um. So yeah, the warhead will. We'll, but the warhead, the warhead eight actually was the eight. It was the sixty. And you know, here go figure. I think the Lancero was better than the Gordo in that line. So. Go figure how this works sometimes, you know, when you're doing this type of stuff. Um, so go figure. It's, it's just it's just crazy sometimes. So uh, and I know I have uh, I know one of the cigars that is uh, I don't know how it's scored yet, but it's the the smoking is done on it. But I haven't tabulated the scores, but I think it's is the uh, 55. So um, nice. the 55 still has to be kind of uh, the notes have to be transposed to numbers. So that's what happens. Um, with that, so we'll see, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens. But yeah, so we're gonna uh, the, de- the the cigars have to be reviewed on Coop by the um 
by the 31st. There, and what happened last year, I was just to say, Knuckle Sandwich uh, Maduro, um, there was a humidor snafu I had last year with my, with my main humidor. And I had to discard some cigars. Uh, and those Knuckle Sandwiches Maduros were, were unfortunately, there was, there was an issue with the humidor. And I, I lost I lost some cigars. Um, it's not a big humidor. The review humidor is not a big one, but I did lose some cigars, unfortunately. And, and they it dropped. It had to drop out. There was no way I could I could uh, save it. So, you know, if uh, the humidity level is not accurate, um, those cigars can be invalidated. So I had I had about eight cigars that that happened in last year. So uh, it didn't happen. Yeah, didn't happen. But bear. Uh, we have um, our segment here, uh, and I want. I, I knew Hector. I knew Hector was traveling tomorrow morning, and Jacket was late, so I didn't keep them on for this. But we are going to get into our vintage Rockefeller American history segment here, and uh, this is brought to you by Vintage Rockefeller Cigar Group. At Rockefeller Cigars, the journey began with a simple yet powerful vision to create affordable luxury that transcends social boundaries. They wanted to offer a premium product that embodies the spirit of entrepreneurship while remaining accessible to men and women from all walks of life. Inspired by the resilience of the American spirit during the Great Depression, Rockefeller Cigars stands as a testament to the unwavering determination and the pursuit of excellence. So this is a uh, um, so this, and I see Bear, you put one in here. Is this yeah? Yes. Okay, so you yes. put one in here. Okay, How so that's, you? okay, yeah, perfect. Uh, I love it. I love it. Okay, so this one was I put some. I always try to put something that's themed with the show somewhat. And um, tonight it, it was I picked Florida because our guests hail from Florida. Um, but like I said, I didn't want to. I, I want to make sure we we sensitive to the time tonight. All right, so here's your question, Bear. In 1763, Spain transferred control of Florida back to Britain in exchange for control of this city. What city was that? Okay. Give me the year one more time. 1763. This is Treaty of Paris, right? Treaty of Paris. Treaty of Paris, yep. Seven years war, right? Uh, yes. So there were a couple of things seated, but I'm looking for a particular city yeah. that, this is where that Spain, went back. Spain, that, that, Spain actually went to Britain from France in this. It, there was France was involved with this, too. But this one, I'll say France wasn't involved with this transaction. Yeah, because it was Florida, right? It was the Flor- okay, Flor- so right, Florida. Florida. So, yeah, Spain's. Trans- but what city? There was a city that that Spain got control back of. A particular city, not a not a Florida city, right? No, not Florida a Florida place. city, not a Florida. Oh, city. oh, yeah, no, this, yeah, it's that's easy. That's it, yeah, it's it's Havana, Cuba. Correct, correct. Yeah, I would have I would have accepted New Orleans because I think the Louis, part of the Louisiana purchase, but I don't remember if that went to. I think that went to France. It didn't go to Britain. Right? No, go away. New Orleans went to France. New Orleans is to France. Okay, so yeah, that was, but Britain got some part of of that, right? I think Britain got parts mm-hmm. of, of it as well. Yeah, the Britain got Canada out of the whole show. Right, right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yes. So yeah, that was uh yeah. So that was a um a uh that was yeah that was it. So good job on that one, Bear. I didn't. By the way, I didn't know that till I looked it up, and I was going through Florida history is what I did. So I didn't even know that Havana. I knew Havana 
I always thought Spain had it. I didn't realize that Britain had it for a while. And then uh, yeah, Spain held it till 1898, I believe. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Uh, you know, it, it's crazy how so much so much history that happened in the 1700s really shaped the world as we know it. You know, imperialism did a lot of shaping of the world too. Like, you know, but it was the early, it was the 1700s that really lent to the the building blocks of imperialism in the late 1800s, early 1900s that led, of course, to, you know, obviously, I mean, all the revolutions that occurred. And of course, World War One, World War II, the revolutions, that's where you saw a lot of, you know, African nations, Asian countries, you know, breaking off from Britain and imperial rule and, and yeah. gaining their independence and stuff. It's it's really fascinating how the 1700s became this building block for the world as we know it today. Yeah, um, yeah, it did. It really, it really, really, really did. Cool. I mean, because if you think about it, like you know, Canada still very still while an independent country still very much holds in very high regard and identifies, you know, as part of part of britain in a lot of ways they still you know they i mean they were just as excited and about the coronation of king charles as as the the, the mother island itself you know it was just yeah. nuts it was crazy wow yeah yeah no and it, it's interesting because yeah i mean i always looked like spain had like the 1500s like the 1500s was spain's uh century and then there was more transition, but it started to go to Britain after, um, you know, the defeat of the Spanish Armada at the end of the century. Then you started to see it shift to Britain at that point with France somewhere like in the middle of that whole thing. France had its own problems in the 1700s, though. So. Yeah, yep. it's it's well, I mean, I mean, this is this is pre this is pre we're talking about pre Napoleon. Yep. You know, when it comes to France. Right. You know, um, you know, this is after, you know, th- I mean, this is this is before a lot of the again, the imperial rule of Spain ruling the Caribbean, Central and South America, Mexico. This is pre Mexico independence, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, so- I, yeah. When I was in Mexico City, you know, France had Mexico City for a while. People may forget yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, I saw the castle. I saw the Napoleon III's castle when I was there. They had a castle. Built. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was amazing to see that, and it's all French, French architecture in that, which is, you know, again, you don't really think of that with Mexico City, but yeah, you know, Napoleon, for all his for all his flaws, brought brought a lot of a brought a lot of French influence throughout Europe and the world, for that matter. Like, yeah. you know, uh, you know, you know, in in twenty twenty three, and certainly the latter part of the twentieth century, France caught a lot of shit for their um i guess you could call it lack of i don't mean to sound insulting but the the lack of backbone and uh that they had during the, the world wars you know you know for years they had to they were talked about you know that they were that the americans rescued them out of world war one you know yeah we, we we uh um you know we we gave the country back to them in world war ii you know we we freed them from occupation. So, uh, I mean, there's, 
you know, again, France catches a lot of grief, but the the early influence of of French architecture and influence in general uh, to the world was during this time period. I mean, you know, we talk about the Louisiana Purchase and how pivotal it was for Jefferson to acquire that from France. I mean, it was unbelievable for you know for this country in terms of its expansion, and then of course the Mexican War in the early 1800s as well yeah uh also led to to the great expansion. i mean in you think about this coop in 50 years right from 1800 to 1850 the Amer- america basically became the country as we know it today now a lot of it was territories right right but the, the country of the united states of america was formed in a very brief time our expansion was so rapid and so quick uh, and that's in large part to the the Louisiana Purchase and the Mexican War. Those two pivotal moments in history, which were founded during this time that we're talking about in the 1700s, that allowed that thing to take, that allowed those those two time those two times in history to take place. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it um, it, it is. It, I I I think when you think about it, like because uh, you know there was at the time you know when G, when Jackson took took his oath of office. I, I believe this number is correct, and someone can fact check me if they want to. But I believe this number was correct. When Jackson became president in his first term, there was about 13 million Americans at that time, which doesn't sound like a large number when you think in today's numbers. I mean, shit, the the, the Dallas Fort Worth metroplex that I live in now is like half that size. It's about six to seven million people, which is fucking insane. Um, but 13 million people living entirely, you know, on the East Coast for the most part, you know. And even then, they were talking about expansion because Jackson was very quoted as saying he had a few speeches where he was talking about how America was kind of bursting at the seams, and and so he wanted to he wanted expansion was very much a part of it. That's why you know he you know betrayed all the Indian treaty you know Indian yeah. treaties and I use I hate using that term but that's right 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 I know what you're saying Indian treaties, um and you know horrible atrocities to the Native American people of, the, of this country, but. Um, but the expansion of these two, of these two pivotal points in history are, um, are in large part took place because of, of the treaty of Paris in 1763, which is very crazy. Yeah, it was. I mean, that was a big, like you want to talk about, uh, one of the biggest treaties with just so many land and territories, nations, fucking land grab. It was was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. Swapped countries literally overnight. Right, right. Canada. We're not talking about Ohio. Right. We're talking about an ent- a country that expands literally from the Atlantic to the Pacific, given yeah. over to another country. How did? Let me ask you, Hudson. How did Florida end up to the U.S.? Was that part of the American Revolution? That, yeah, that, it, that was seated. Yeah, pretty much the it was in a lot of ways. I mean, you have to understand too that, that like Spain, Spain in its early in its early colonization of of this side of the world, the New World, you know, as, as it was referred right. to, had as had established points all in the United States. I mean, there's there are Spanish forts all in the South. Florida dominantly per se, but there's 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 Spanish there's there's traces of Spanish heritage and 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 presences in South Carolina. Oh, really? Georgia, Mississippi, Alabama. I knew Mississippi and Alabama had some. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, not much. It wasn't like, again, it was, it was, it, you know, they were, they were out as, as fast as they were in, in like South Carolina, for example, but there, I mean, the, uh, Francis Marion, the Swamp Fox, South Car- he was a South Carolinian. Um, one of his uh, haunts or one of his, uh, I guess, uh, um, hideouts was an old Spanish mission in, in, in some of the swamps in Southern California in South California, Southern Carolina, believe it or not. Yeah, there's yeah, it's there's some really cool stuff. Uh, the Spanish, the Spanish is the, the the Spanish history is is gets overshadowed a lot by the French, yeah, and by Brit by British history because, um, you know, you know, British imperialism specifically was just fraught with like just. I mean, the sun never set on the on the British Empire, right? I mean, they yeah. were global dominance for you know, centuries. Yeah. And, you know, France wasn't too far behind that. What a lot of people don't realize. And, but Spain, Spain held a lot of, held a lot of, a lot of, uh, of markers. Uh, I mean, they, I mean, they owned the continent of South America, Central yeah. America, yeah. Caribbean. I mean, Spain, I mean, there's a reason why um, there, I mean, there's a reason why the, uh, this this industry that we love so much is inundated with spanish-speaking people it's, it wasn't the english obviously it wasn't the fucking french it was spain yeah you know nicaragua honduras the dominican you know cuba all spanish-speaking countries all you know, all from this, this time period of Spanish imperialism. So like, I mean, Portugal had some, you know, had some spots, you know, obviously like they had more in the East. Yeah. Yeah. They had Brazil, you know, um, that's probably their biggest, their biggest, uh, their biggest language. Germany had some, had some grabs in Africa. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, they never expanded to Asia like the British empire did. Uh, they didn't have a strong stronghold in, 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 in Africa, like the French and, and British did. Um, they, they had absolutely no presence whatsoever in South America until <laughs> until Nazis escaped uh, after uh, World War II. But I mean, it, but they obviously weren't in a it wasn't in a controlling fashion. It was just they were, were fleeing their home country. Right, right. So it, ironic that they chose South America. No, it's true. It's true. One, one more question. Um, when there was wasn't there a pope who like basically got Spain and Portugal to the table? And he drew a line, like, and he said, on the west side of the line is Spain, and on the east side of the line is Portugal. What? What? Yeah. The, yeah. And then yeah. Brazil was on that east side of the line, I think, is what happened. So they got they got Brazil, Portugal, but Portugal had a lot. Portugal Portuguese imperialism, a lot of it was in Africa. So, and uh, uh-huh. yeah, that's what I remember about that. Well, I mean, um, you know, the, I mean. God, the Spain, the Span, the Spanish and the French were fucking duking it out over North Africa for for a long time, yeah, probably yeah. like a century, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's it's why true. Morocco, for example, Morocco is very much heavily influenced. I mean, Morocco is one of those. Morocco is a beautiful country, um, and it's one of those amazing countries that is very much influenced by you know what we would call Arab, you know. Um, you know, Islamic influence, right? Because it's an Islamic country. Yeah. But it's also heavily influenced by the French. I mean, it was a, it was unoccupied France during World War II. Is is early, you know, 
you know, 70 years ago, it was, it was a, you know, part of unoccupied France, but there's also Spanish influence from, you know, back between the back around this time, 1600, 17, you know, 1500, 1600. So it's, it's crazy. Just crazy. It is. No, that's good. That's good. A lot of, I learned a lot actually from this one for sure. All right. Now you, you have a question too. I do. It's yeah. I mean, I don't know if it'll generate as much conversation as this last one. This is, that was a good question. Coop. Very good. No, thank, thank uh, you. Treaty of Paris, man. Uh, just pivotal, pivotal, pivotal yep. point in history. So in 1861, so basically a hundred years later from the Treaty of Paris, so 1861, this was the first type of this communication. Telegraph. Bingo. Very good. Okay. Yep. Thus ending causing the death of what major communication stream in this country? What did it kill? The Pony Express. Beautiful. Look at you. Okay, I guess that that. one. I guess that one. Pony Express died the um, virtually immediately when the when telegraph started going up. I, I wasn't sure if it was. Te- I thought Telegraph might have been earlier. That's why I wasn't sure. I knew it wasn't the wireless telegraph, which is wireless telegraph became radio, right? That's what they used to call it. What did Mark Marconi invented? Uh, or wireless telephone, I think they called it. Telephone came later. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, I mean, yeah, we're talking about 1880s. We're talking about. Yeah. 20, 20, 25 years later. Yep. No, that that was a good one. Yeah, the, a- the tele the telegraph, Samuel Morse, you know, Morse code and everything. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it dominated communication stream. I mean, even past the telephone's invention. Like, well, so like again, the telegraph was invented, right? Killing it killed the Pony Express. Killed it. Right. And and it and it actually set the US Postal Service back almost to its infancy. In terms of influence and um, popularity, you know, letters, um, letters almost became just as rare, um, believe it or not, just as rare as they are today because people started selling by telegraph. telegraph. Really, telegraph stuck around, though, until Internet, I would say, and email. That stuck. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, Western Western Union was Western Union was a dominant company for you know up until you know up until the 1970s 1980s i mean it was a monster of a company like you like the way you use we i remember telegraph is telegraph would be you sent you could send a message somewhere you didn't have their phone up so you if you had the address you could send them a telegram and the idea is the they uh was i don't, I don't think they used it that's probably by the time i was old they didn't have the morse code anymore but then Western Union would deliver the telegram to your house. And that was a way of uh, of uh, communicating. And it is over. The, the Phillies are out. Uh, Diamondbacks just won. Yes. So it's over. So I'm sorry. Cooper. No, it's all right. I, I kind of figured it. So good job by the Diamondbacks. I, I, they did a great job in this series. You can't. I, I, look, I didn't mean to get off track, but I've said it on this show. Tori Lavelle is one of the best managers I've seen. Times I look at him, I scratch my head. The move. This guy pushed every right button in this series. Uh, he deserves it. I'm glad to see him get to a world. The Red Sox should have hired him years ago, by the way. So, who's that? Novella. Yeah, that was one that kind of escaped our grasp. I, I mean, dude. I mean, we we were talking about this on the phone yesterday. I think 
the uh, the Red Sox front office and handling of of managing has just been a treasure. I know you like to rag on, you know, on Kepler and and some of the hires that even your own team has made, but dude, my fucking team just they don't know a good thing when they have it, and when they do, they get rid of it, and they don't they don't keep on they don't they don't hold on to talent. The the fact that they're letting Veritek interview for the Giants job is just is the most it's probably the most crushing thing since the Francona firing for yeah. me. It really is. I'm so upset. I really hope he fucking turns the job down there. And they'd be stupid not to offer it to him. They'd be stupid not to offer it to him. Yeah. I Rob, mean, Rob would, Rob would just be so excited if they fucking hired Veritek. He should be. Well, it looks, like, it, looks like Melvin, it looks like Melvin's getting the job. Well, good. Re- it looks like from all reports, Melvin. Fantastic. Yeah. So Melvin Great. looks like, yeah. Um. So that looks like it's going to happen. You know, I, I'm going to kind of digest this, but, Here's what I'm gonna say. I don't think Rob Thompson cost us the series. Um, really? Because you were he cost I'm us game trying... four. He cost us game four. But these the, these bats went silent the last two games. But here's what I'm gonna say, Bear. I don't think he's a big time manager. He he's done a good job, gotten us deep in the playoffs two years in a row. I'm grateful for that. He is not a big time manager. He doesn't make substitutions. He doesn't adjust the lineup. Um, he was awful with the bullpen in that bullpen game. Um, I need a manager who's who's uh, Tori Lovell completely outmanaged him in this. But like I said, I don't I, I don't put three of the four losses. I don't put on Thompson. So the bats went silent in three of the four games. This game well, is, and Arizona pitched great. It's what we were talking about. I know I know you're I know you're a fan of his and, and I like the guy, too. And he helped my team for for half a season as well. But right. But when you've got a guy like Kyle Schwarber at the top of your lineup, it, it, it it's. It's crippling. You, it's you, crippling. I don't care how great his on-base percentage is. When you got a guy batting below the Mendoza line, right, and who is a power hitter, to, you got to you got Marsh. Who he's, this is a simple lineup change. Here's what you do: three things. Marsh goes to the leadoff. You put Schwarber at the four, and you drop Baum to seven or eight. That that's all they need. And then when you give some protection around Harper, like and Baum just wasn't doing it as a cleanup hitter either. So I, I don't understand. I don't understand this move. Now, the one thing I always liked about Thompson is he didn't overmanage the game. Right. And I think that's what and, and that's one thing I like. But I think he needed to manage this year. It was just he needed to manage the game a little better. And he didn't do that this year in, in a critical game four that, uh, you know, got away from them. And because I always thought the risk was the bats were going to go silent. And he what he did is he crippled the bullpen. Um, so. Uh, so major league baseball got so all I gotta say is uh Rob Manfred, you got a Texas Arizona World Series. Good luck with, with it. I hope it's a good series. I'm gonna watch it. Don't get me wrong. It's gonna be a great series, man. I'm, 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 what... I'm rooting for Arizona. I think what a story bear that two years ago this team lost a, like like how many say lose they lost did they lose 110 games a couple years ago? I believe that's correct. I mean, and they one thing bear give them credit they kept the manager. They could have because they basically dismantled the team on the manager. Yeah, it's yeah, give, give, I, give, it's, give. it's a great it's a great story. I love um, I I I loved they watching lost. the Diamondbacks team win the World Series over the Yankees in two thousand. Yeah, like it's won. like it. Yeah. It was one hundred and ten games two years ago, and and for Alan Rubin's Yankees, right? Don't tell me you can't turn it around. Like, 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 I hear excuses. That, they're excuses. 
Diamondbacks lost 110 games two years ago, and they're in the World Series now. There's no reason why any team can't turn it around in two years. Yes, they won 100. They lost 110 games into yeah. 2021. Yeah. They in 2022 they lost 88 games. They had a losing record. But they were improving um, last year, yeah. In nineteen ninety, in nineteen, they lost eighty five games. I'm not counting twenty twenty. Right. In eighteen, uh, holy cow, holy cow! Hold on a second. Excuse me. In twenty nineteen, they lost. No, they had a winning record. They were eighty five and seventy seven. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. They were eighty two and eighty in eighteen. They were ninety three and sixty nine, finishing second in seventeen. Seventeen so, was the year Lavello got manager of the year, I think. That was the like he that team again. He just did it with mirrors that year. Um, but it's over. So congrats. I'm like I. I hope the Diamondbacks can can win it. Uh, I like I like I like Bochi. So it's it's a likable World Series for me. Uh, at least hey, Bear. At least you're gonna get some World Series games in Texas with the home team this time. So that's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so my brother asked me. Um. He's like on paper, who 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 does who do the Rangers want uh, to go against? And I honestly said, I said, if on paper, I was like, you want the Phillies. You want the Phillies, again, yeah. You wanted the the streaky hitting and and you know a bullpen that I think is 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 misused. You kind of spoke to it a second ago. Um, um, you know, with um. Texas's rotation starting pitching this postseason has been phenomenal. When Mar- when Max Scherzer is your low point, that's pretty fucking phenomenal. Nick yeah. Nivaldi is amazing. Yeah. And, and I'm so, pe- I'm I, so I, pissed the Sox I hear, I hear New York fans, and I'm not picking on Allen here, but I hear other, the Yankee injuries. They lost friggin' DeGrom this year, Texas. Keep that in mind. They, lost the, they were counting on DeGrom this year. So they they got to the World Series with a major injury. So. You know, you can you can overcome injury. Like I'm telling you, if the Phillies had one guy go out of the lineup, we would have been out of the playoffs much earlier. We're not deep. This team's not deep. Like we don't have a good bench. I think that's what they're gonna have to address in the offseason. Um, I, I think the bullpen is not terrible. I think they had a couple bad games, but but yeah, they're gonna have to address this. Um, but I, I divert I I'm sorry, I derailed you on the whole communication thing. So I apologize on that. Oh, it's oh. totally fine. Yeah, it okay. was it was it was a th- it was a throwaway question. So I think, but like I said, I, I, it's uh, it's a great question. Um, the I, I, yours was better. I mean, there, I, I think I mean I think we exhausted it. I mean, it's just, okay, it's, okay. It I really, yeah, it was, yeah. It was a really pivotal point in communication history, which I'm also a fan of. Okay, so let's go to some good news, Bear, because we I don't want to talk about the Phillies. Yeah. That's bad news, right? I'm disgusted. Yeah. Let's go to our great things are happening here segment sponsored by Tobacco RSA. Make the iconic brands such as Monte Cristo, Romeo Julieta, H. Upman, and Aging Room Cigars. Tobacco RSA, great things are happening here. Bear, I want you to go first with yours, if you if you may, and then I'm going to go in the mic. Mine's a little different yeah. than we normally did. Yeah. Can you can you pull up the article? Would you mind? Would you mind sharing? Uh, it yeah, I'm actually going to do it right now. So, yep. Uh, yeah. So I I really this is this is actually this is really great because I was. This is actually very personal for me. So, as, as some of our our audience knows, I was I was in Scotland earlier this year, and I went to the Edinburgh Zoo, and I got to see a Scottish wildcat. And to me, as you can see from this a grimalkin, a grimalkin, right? Yeah, they 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 look like cats. Yeah, they look like fucking cats. Yeah, like it's not. I'm like, 
Really? That's that's a that's a Scottish Wildcat. Like they're they look like cats. Yeah, they look like they're not much bigger, uh, if at all. Um, And um, it's it's crazy. Now, what's really significant about this is that the Scottish Wildcat is actually conservationally is uh, is fighting for its existence. and it's not what you think where most times it's it, it, um, environments and, and habitats get destroyed by society's expansion, industrialism and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, hunting, you know, poaching. No, not the problem. You know, what's what's killing the Scottish wildcat off of its existence from the face of the planet inbreeding with domestic cats because they fucking really? look like cats. Really? Yeah, they so do. though. They do. Yeah. Feral cats are a problem all over this world, uh-huh. um, and and the populations were just leaking out in into to the Scottish countryside and stuff, and and they you know the the crossbreeding was just out of control, and so it was they were finding it hard to find genuine full full blooded wildcats, and then they were on, they're on the brink of extinction, and so conservationists got together and and and. Uh, save the wildcats a little bit was that was this kind of this movement for the last decade plus and uh yeah i, I when i saw this news i thought it was great because i, I read all about it because I, I became fascinated by the fact that you know for once we weren't hearing about humans fucking something over <laughs> when yeah. it comes to conservation so uh for me it was it was really great to see this article so 19 wildcats are getting released in the wild and and uh and hopefully can bolster the, and again they're going to you know now with modern technology and everything they can be tracked a lot better they can be maintained a lot better and they can their population can be growth can be controlled a lot better now so that'll be great for the the Scottish wildcat population and hopefully we can see it because they're actually they're 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 not a they're they're not a uh um a dredge right on on the ecosystem they're not an invasive species um they actually do believe it or not they do actually uh keep a lot of things in check uh specifically a lot of uh, uh a lot of vermin you know vermin control and stuff and you're like well you know, even if they're inbreeding, aren't, aren't they still keeping that kind of that? Well, yes and no, because there are certain vermin that domesticated cats don't fuck with that the wild cats absolutely will. So, um, so no, this is a great thing. This is a great thing for uh, for you know animal conservation, and it's it's great to see. It's 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 great to see that the population is looking to go back on the rise, and hopefully, we can get out of endangered. Um, pretty soon and just be on the watch list did you see did you see it in the wild or did you see it in when you were no, in the edinburgh zoo we saw okay it was in the, okay yeah okay so that's where i learned that's why i learned all about it okay so was in, so i was you know i was in tennessee a couple weeks ago um sorry two weeks almost and um we went to dolly dollywood okay and one thing i had never seen there um was a bald eagle and they have they have bald eagles there, and they have a bald eagle preservation there, and they basically have brought in bald eagles that can't live in the wild anymore to, to live there. Yeah, uh, and, and it was there's fascinating. A of, there's see. a couple of refuges like that. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they have a lot of them there, and it was it was great to see that. I ne- I mean, I saw so many of them. Um, uh, and I I had never seen a bald eagle before, so um, that was my first time I'd seen that. If I saw one as a kid, I don't remember it. Is what I'll say, but. But uh, yeah, so that was really cool. 
Um, that was a good story. Yeah. Uh, you remember the Grimalkin cigar, by the way? That you know, that's what the. That, I wish. Yeah, I mean that was yeah that original. Well, it's still around, right? But the original one that Pepin did was incredible. Yeah. Because he did that one for Emilio, um, and then they they sunsetted it, changed it to something else, and now James James has brought it back under black label. Or no, back under Emilio, excuse me. Back under, under Emilio, yeah. Yeah, back so under Emilio, yeah. Um, so now it's pretty cool. It's kind of a and now it's like a Halloween themed cigar. Yeah, it's it's I, I really like what James does with it. I've really enjoyed the blend the last few years. Um yeah, no, it's 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 fantastic. You were talking about bald eagle, so I'll I'll digress just for one more moment before you yeah. share your good news. Right. Um it was it's one of those kinds of ironic funny things but it was the most beautiful thing one of the most beautiful things i've ever seen so i had the opportunity to take a train ride uh from seattle to vancouver uh with uh with chris and jeremiah when jeremiah was very young mm-hmm. and um and one of the largest populations of bald eagles is actually in canada just over the border there's this inlet bay if you will right on the other side of the border where for whatever reason bald eagles flourish in this area and coop if there was 10 there was 500 bald eagles soaring in their majestic grand nature soaring through the air plucking fish out of the ocean perched on rocks flying right by the train it was it was a sight man it was a sight to behold it was it was beautiful just beautiful so they're just they're incredible creatures they're incredible animals so awesome that's cool that is cool yeah i mean like i said it was amazing to see them they're beautiful too when you see them um you know they're just majestic birds yeah and like i said they're really well cared for they have you know they have the um they have the preserve. It's netted to keep them safe, but there's plenty of room for them to fly around and everything. So uh, yeah, they do a really good, and then you know they do a really good job with that. So, but apparently they can't live in the wild. These bald eagles, they would die, is what they were explaining to us for various reasons. So uh, they they have this preserve there, and it's it's a, it's great. If you if you get to Dollywood, it's it's one of the highlights. I'll just tell you that right now. I was I really enjoyed that. All right, so we could say Grimalkin, a little bit of a Halloween theme. I'm going to go to totally a Halloween theme here. All right, and they basically, um, you've heard of Instacart, right? Of course. Okay, so Instacart, I guess, is this, it's kind of like a DoorDash for groceries or something. Is that the, yeah, you can yeah. order groceries for it, right? Yeah, it's like Uber Eats for groceries, yeah, yeah or Door, so, DoorDash for groceries, yeah, essentially. Yeah. So they have, um been tracking uh every year they track the top sellers uh of halloween candy okay um and they look at it by total weight sold is how they do it okay so you know they look at the the, the total weight that's sold i guess so you know because some of these come in you know big bags or whatever right and I'm going to go through the list bear because I was shocked at this list now this is last year's list because they're still doing the data for this year but this is the top 10. Are you ready? And I'm going to go in reverse order. Number 10 is Starburst. Number 9 is Kit Kat. To your chagrin, 
Number eight is generic. They just have candy corn as generic. Oh, God. It's disgusting. Makes sense, though. I think eight's about reasonable for it. Number seven was the Sour Patch Kids. That's surprising. Yeah, I was, too. I thought that was very high. And this one, about where I thought it would be maybe a little higher, is Hershey's Milk Chocolate. At number five? Yep. It's a little no, low. No, uh, I'm sorry. That was number six. Number six. Number six. That's yep. a little low. thought it was a little low. I thought maybe top five it would get, though. I didn't think it would be yeah. Number five is Twizzlers. That's number bizarre. four is Tootsie Pops. Now, yeah, this, this surprised me. Number three, regular M&M's. Now, I wonder if the weight has something to do with how this one became number two, but peanut M&Ms are number two. And that surprised me because I, I always thought the regular M&Ms were still more popular. So I'm wondering if the weight factored into that. And what do you think number one was? Well, I was going to guess M&Ms, but... Um... Shit. Is it a candy or a candy bar? Um, it may. It depends. Some people say this is a. It's. I'm gonna give oh, it away. Oh, it's Reese's. It's Reese's peanut butter. Cups. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I knew it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not, so, not a candy bar. Not, not a candy yeah, bar. Yeah, it's not yeah, a candy yeah. bar. Yeah. Uh, now the other thing, what I'll say is, um, they did. They actually did an air. They actually did a study here, um, in terms of they rated. They rated the communities in the U.S. that had um, like the best like Halloween spirit. OK. And what they said is they looked at they, they to determine how much Halloween spirit there was. Instacart looked at the candy, the costume and the decor purchases in every zip code in the country. And I'm going to give you the I'm going to give you the top 10. Because the number one one completely surprised me. OK. So number 10 was Lancaster, California. Number nine was Morristown, New Jersey, which um, I used to live near Morristown, New Jersey. A lot of, a lot of uh, Halloween spirit. Number eight is Garden City, New York, which is in Long Island. Number seven is Beaumont, California. Number six is Chicago, Illinois. Hmm. Number five was Saras- Saratoga Springs, Utah. That's interesting. Now, I'm not sure where this is in Texas. South Lake, Texas was number four. Do you know what that is? So, yeah. So, so, yeah, it's smack dab in the middle of the Metroplex. You remember where I used to live in Euless? Yeah. Just north. Okay. So there's Grapevine, South Lake, right. right north, right just north right. of Euless, just north of the DFW airport. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Number three was Houston, Texas. Okay. Number two was Dallas, Texas. Okay. And number one was Leahy, Utah, L-E-H-I, Utah, which got a perfect score, by the way. So according to them, yeah. So, but, Utah, but I was surprised. I was su- yeah, but Texas was Texas was well represented here. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yep. So, uh, how do they define? What was the criteria to make the list? The criteria is they looked at um they looked at uh, Halloween spirit in terms of the amount of candy, costume, and decor purchases that were done in each zip code. Yeah, I mean that makes sense, man. Dude, the dude, the fucking Halloween decorations here are off the fucking chain, dude. I mean, it's fucking crazy what people do. My next door neighbor, who's my next door neighbor, who's like a, uh, 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 he's a he's a wonderful person. He's a great man. I really, really do 
really love him and he's a terrific neighbor but he's a very he's a very gruff veteran and you just wouldn't think that about him but he is very festive he does incredible christmas decorations his halloween decorations are fucking insane wow they're crazy yeah it's nuts so yeah i yeah the the halloween decorations here are great there was a house down the street and around the corner from me when i lived in eulis it was in a cul-de-sac so and he was so his yard was was much his front yard was much larger than other homes on the block Mm -hmm. and what they did with that front yard was was nothing short of incredible they did were very festive as well so it was was all always all all holidays but his halloween decorations were unbelievable he turned his front yard into a graveyard and each year very much akin to las calaveras and our boys at crowned heads right he would uh he one gravestone would be uh for for someone that he wanted to honor that had died the previous year and so sometimes it was a member of his family sometimes it was a celebrity or someone famous or something like that um and uh and yeah very 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 intense decorations yeah uh, for folk for folks wondering about Leahy, utah and saratoga springs utah they're like adjacent towns by the way um they are in the they are south of salt lake city so they're in the far south of Salt Lake City and kind of northwest of Provo, which is a city uh, um, a little further south. So, yeah, so I guess that makes some sense. It must be some. I, I'd be curious now to see the decorations and the Halloween spirit in Leahy, Utah. But um, interesting. Yeah, I didn't, like I said I wouldn't have those wouldn't have come to mind for me as uh, as, um, you know, Halloween destinations. So that was uh, thanks to the folks at Instacart for doing that, by the way. All right. We got one more segment. We got some industry stuff we'll hit. Are you ready? Yeah, absolutely. All right. First, let's talk about Michael's Tobacco. With just over a decade of ownership, Michael's Tobacco has become the premier tobacconist for the Dallas, Fort Worth metro area and cigar patrons the world over. With two convenient locations in Euless, just a quick jump from the DFW airport in Keller, Texas, Michael's Tobacco stands as a beacon for the Texas cigar retailers. Michael's was the very first cigar lounge in the state of Texas to offer a full bar to its list of ever-growing accommodations. Proprietor Mike Peacock is a former IPCR board member and now has made Michael's a family affair by having his son Bob join the ownership force. Together, they have brought a true and blessed mainstay for their respected communities. Whether you're celebrating an anniversary, birthday, whole one, or just a desire to relax, Michael's Tobacco will have the perfect cigar waiting with an exclusive beverage pairing and lively conversation. Visit michaelstobacco.com for more details and a calendar of upcoming events. Michael's Tobacco, not just a cigar shop, but the perfect blend of Texas Slaps Valley and the days of your. So we were, uh, so yeah, we uh, we just lost the the NLCS, the Philadelphia Phillies. So I'm 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 spiraling, but but I'm ex- I'm excited to kind of wrap up the show. You know what? You know what? You're doing good, man. I'm proud of you. Yeah, I, I I I expected it. I really did. I thought I thought this team could beat us from game one. So listen, look, look, let's 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 talk a little positive here. Mm-hmm. Let's let's rewind the clock to about July. Mm-hmm. Did you think you would be here? No. Uh, you know, I thought we exactly. weren't. Even- yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, they you were got down some... on your team all year long, man. Yeah. You were down on your all and team all year long, and they sneakily just kept fighting and biting and clawing. This team is made of grit. They have their flaws. Let's see what Mister Middleton does in the off season uh, to address them. But they, you know, they got fantastic. 
they got two big decisions they're going to have to make. Nola's going to be the big decision if they're going to bring him back. I think they should. Um, and they got to decide if they're going to extend Thompson or not. Uh, he's going to a lame duck year. So, um, yeah. like I said, I, I have some, I have my doubts if he's a big time manager, but I don't know if he's, I don't know if he's earned the right to be, you know, I mean, I don't think he deserves to be fired. I'd like to see some changes, maybe what he does, but, you know, you got two deep runs in the playoffs. How do you fire him? Um, unless you have a plan B. So, unless you got this brilliant manager you're going to bring in. Um, I think you got to extend him one more year. So I think you give him a one year extension. So you extend Thompson one year. You just extend him one year. Don't extend him two. And, so here's the, here here here's yeah. the plight that Thompson finds himself in. If he's if he starts off the se- in 2024 season like he started the 2023 season, that slow start that you guys got off mm-hmm. to, he's fired. He's fired in the first month. Yeah. Uh, if they don't, especially if they don't extend him. And the thing is that in the end, that slow start didn't have any effect on the team because they still got to the NLCS. They still knocked the Braves out. So in the end, it was all mute. It was a moot point, but I don't know if that can happen again next year. They, they've got to figure they've got, but he, but, but there were things he did in this series. He was outmanaged by Lavello. There's no question. He was outmanaged in this series. I think if he had to go back and do game four again, um, you know, it was just bad. Like going to a bullpen game when you have the starting pitching you have is crazy. So, I've never been a fan of these bullpen games unless you only have two starters. They, the Phillies had the Phillies could go four or five starters deep, and Lorenzo and Walker weren't used in this series much. I don't think Walker was used at all. Yeah, which so, is crazy. Like Lorenzen, I don't, I don't know what he must have gotten Thompson's doghouse because Thompson didn't want to use him either. So I don't yeah. think I don't think Thompson was wild about the acquisition, to be honest. I don't think so. Despite, despite that early success. And that, the, I, the, I, I agree 100 percent with you. I think. Yeah, I don't think I, he was I, on board with the acquisition. I, I don't I think, think he was. He I thought it was a good acquisition, too. I, I wanted Clevenger, I th- here, but, but he was fine. Like, I think he, I think he wanted I think he wanted Clevenger at the low point. I think he was hoping that they would push mm-hmm. for someone like uh, Scherzer or Verlander. I think he was trying to get like I yeah, think he I, wanted, I, his I, eyes set on that. I think so, too. I think so, too. And they didn't get him. Why didn't you so, wear the jersey tonight, man? Uh, Jinx. <laughs> the hat, too? I bought you that wonderful Phillies hat. For uh, I don't wear any Phillies paraphernalia in the playoffs. I've never done it because of Jinx. And then what happened is I was wearing the Harper jersey on the Thursday show, and I kept losing every Thursday. Uh, I will be wearing my Phillies gear in pride because they still had a great year. I mean, we still got to game seven of the NLCS. I never thought it would happen. Uh, I actually got gifted two more Phillies hats. <laughs> so uh, I'll be wearing the oh, yeah, so, uh, but yeah, I will be wearing it. All right. So, Bear, I have like three questions I wanted to run by you tonight. Oh, here all we right. Go. Uh, rapid fire, or what are we doing? No, they're a little more than rapid. They're, they're not like elongated questions, right? But um, a couple of things have happened since we our last show, which was uh, Glenn Loop and Josh Habarski. And then. We have a question from the. I, I want to run one of the questions by you from the media panel. As real, real, real quick before you run the questions by me, I do have uh, Sean Miles is, is 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 emphatic in pushing me on this point. It's Lehigh, Utah. Okay, I trust him a hundred percent. I'm telling you guys when it comes to that, Lehigh. 
Utah. I had never heard of it, but no, nope. yeah, me neither. Different. So, but I just, you know, I, I trust. I like to correct you on he's pronunciation, a, he, but I, a, I, we, you and I were cl- both in the dark. You he's and I were a little closer to that area of the world than we are. So, yeah, yeah <laughs> thank you, Sean. You. Yeah, you absolutely. Thank we, you, Sean. No, we got to get. Oh, good job. Hey, and 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 Sean, feel better. Sean, yeah. uh, man, man, he he's been uh, he's been getting some frequent flyer miles at the hospital, man. So, oh, I'm good, sorry, all, I didn't know that. All the best, all the best to you, Sean. Absolutely. And your family, and uh, just uh, get better, man. That's that's what we need. Yeah, we take need care of yourself. Up. Take care of yourself. Yeah. All right. So, Bear, the first two are kind of again, they're kind of things that have happened since we had Glenn Loop and Josh on. And the first question: Did I shouldn't say the PCA? I wrote this the PCA. Let's say, did the cigar industry take a step back with the appeal getting made by the FDA and the government? Because let's be honest, Glenn and Josh were being told from the lawyer they didn't think. I, I don't want to blame Glenn and Josh on this. Their legal counsel was telling them they didn't think this was going to happen, and it happened. So did they take a step back? Because we gave them an A. Do they do they lose that A because of this right now? Maybe is the question. No, I mean it's, it's an appeal. I think I think honestly, uh, where I, I again I don't blame Josh or Glenn for this, but where I I what I will say is I think that uh, I think that was a little. And listen, I'm as naive as they come. Right. I'm as naive as they come. I'm very gullible. We've talked about this on the show. I'm. I, I drink Kool-Aid all the time. Right. You, go, you know, it's fine. Um, I thought it was a little naive for them to say that they hadn't heard anything. It was like not to be expected. And I was just like, but Edney was why? saying it, but Edney said it too when he had that whole when he did that 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 uh that live stream. He didn't think it was gonna happen either. That's why I'm like, well, okay, you trust Edney here. Yeah. I, I understand that. And again, but Edney's getting who who's he getting talking points from? True, but I agree with you on the naive because I always said, "Why wouldn't they appeal this?" Why and that was kind of what I always say to myself. Now, again, the precedence for appeal, man, is you have to when you go to a higher court, you have to you have to provide new evidence. Um, in addition to your to your case, if they provide new evidence that hasn't been seen by the lower court, it's also it's almost. Not a given, but it's almost a it, it it is almost a given that it needs to be sent back to the lower court to be reviewed. So unless they're going to provide clear and new evidence uh, outside of their 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 original position, the FDA has got a steep hill to climb on the appeal process. It, it's tough because this is not a this is not a court. This is not um. This is more of a of a kind of I like to call it an, I don't want to say an audit. It's an audit of the legal process that happened in this case. That's what this is essentially. Where the appeals court looks at the legal process here. Okay. I had to hit the call button. Sorry. Um. But yeah, so were you? I guess I was still surprised because, like I said, we had them on the show probably about three or four days before that this happened. Yes. Again, I think it was just very naive for them to say, and I, I didn't. I, I mean, I trusted them and I believed in them, and I, I was encouraged. But there was a 
I, I'd be lying to you if I said that I I didn't expect to see this coming. I did. I, I, I kind of always thought it was going to happen, too. And the other thing that I was um, aware of from a few people is that it was the Department of Justice that was making this. And it was almost like the DOJ, I think, was afraid of that the judge overstepped his bounds, maybe in some cases. So and I think that's probably going to be a lot of the basis of this appeal. I'm not a, I'm not an appellate expert at all, so I can't say what's going to happen in this either. Um, there's going to be a different judge this time. Well, it's a, it's a panel of judges this time. So it's a completely, you know, so they could they could rule. But I mean, if they rule, it's going to be interesting if this goes to the Supreme Court or not. I, I've always kind of felt it might go to the Supreme Court at some point. Just the kind of things that happened in this case. Because if the appeal, if the FDA loses the appeal, they can't go to the Supreme Court, right? Correct. But if we lose the appeal, we can't appeal it to the Supreme Court at that point. Correct. Okay. Correct. That's how I thought it worked. Okay. Right. Yeah. So, and again, I have no doubts that they would, but again, yeah. That's still a high. That's still a high hill, hill to right. climb, even in the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court at that point will probably kick it back down to the to so, the. Will they kick it back down to the district or the appellate? Yeah, and as Jay's explaining, so again, Jay's a little, yeah, Jay's our legal you, counsel Jay, here. Jay's, Jay's the lawyer, so unofficial legal counsel. Uh, yes, so they they don't they don't lose the A for the appeal, even if it's overturned. That's his opinion, but uh, but but factually speaking, Jay's saying the new evidence to, isn't required to win an appeal. So I stand corrected. Thank you, Jay. Um, the FDA must show that the judge overstepped the law or his discretion. Right, and I. I, I feel very see, and then, but to that point, I feel very positive about that because you know, Judge Made was has been very consistent throughout this case, and and and, and throughout throughout this this case in these in these hearings, I think that any judge worth a salt, no matter which way they sway, left or right, would will see that because again, Judge Made is. I, I would character. I, I don't know. I would characterize him as centric, leaning left. And he's been very, you know, he's been very much in our in our yeah. corner from a legal standpoint, simply because of the way that the arguments were presented. Um, again, he was a he was an Obama appointed judge. So just let's again, yeah. let's reiterate this point. So, yeah, I don't want to go too, you know, but yeah, he, he, he was. So uh, my, my point, my my point is, is that even a left leaning judge, right, which is which we have seen left-leaning politics are what curry the most anti-favor to the, to the premium cigar industry. I mean, that's no secret. So even if a left-leaning judge was on, was, was to hear the appeal, I, I think he would look at the consistency that Meta has done over, over the course of this case. And I don't think he would rule against him. Just again, layman's perspective. Yep. You know, um, Jay might disagree with me, and that's perfectly fine. Because, yeah. but I, I that's that's the way I see it. Yeah, it was still. I think it was still a surprise to us as I'm lighting up and enjoying my uh, Espinosa TAA cigar, um, which I forgot to light up. So, but uh, yeah, no, I uh, I was kind of curious because like I said we just had them on our last show, and then like that happened. 
Now, there was another thing we discussed on the show, and we discussed generational smoking vans. And, um, you know, I think one thing that, that Glenn and Josh were emphatic about is that the PCA is going to oppose any generational smoking ban. I mean, they said that. And at the beginning of the month, the British Prime Minister is now proposing a, uh, a generational smoking ban in the UK. Uh, it's a big country. This is something that's going to get a lot of attention. Um, you have just been to, to the UK. I, it's been five years since I've been to the UK. Give me, give me your thoughts on this, Bear. I mean, it, it, do you? Because I was in the UK five years ago. I can't see this go. I mean, I just can't see it happening. I, I just don't. I'd, I'd be surprised. I mean, I was able to smoke base outside virtually anywhere I wanted. Yeah. Uh, in Scotland and England. Um, it's very much a part of the culture. Uh, there really is, again, with regards to outdoor smoking, it's very right. popular. Um, I I don't think, again, culturally speaking, I just don't see it being, it's not like other countries in Europe. You know, we saw, you You know, you spent some time in, in Nor, uh, Norwegian uh Norway was Sweden rather was completely different story. It was hard to smoke in Sweden. It was very hard to smoke in Sweden. There's there's no question about that. Uh, It wasn't as hard in England for me. Mm -hmm. Um, So that, you know, that was just kind of like my feeling on that. Um, I I just didn't feel it was it was hard at all. So I was like a a little uh, I said I was a little surprised that that now. It's coming from the the prime minister supporting this though, and he's got some support in here. Um, I'm not gonna just pull up this picture for a second here. So this is yeah. A while pic- you do that, Coop, let me excuse myself for just a minute. I'll be right back. Okay. So I'll wait for Bear before I pull the picture up here. And, no, go ahead and pull the picture. Just one second. Okay. So as I, I'll pull the picture up. Um, of course, I I always bungle this, but give me a, a second, folks. As uh. I pull up the picture. Now, this picture I'm about to pull up is from London. My London trip that my last trip to London was in 2018. Um, and you can see I have a cigar lit uh, outside at, at uh, Cafe Nero, which is kind of like a Starbucks chain in the UK. Um, if you look across the street, it's the Ritz Carlton Hotel. Um and I am enjoying a cigar in downtown London, uh, right near the Westminster area. So um, that's what this was 2018 bear um, that I was doing this. So it was relatively easy. Uh, I, yes, I was smoking outside, but uh, I had no problem enjoying a cigar there uh, in this picture. So bear, were you at Cafe Nero's at all? No. Okay, no. so it's like it's like a Starbucks chain in London. Mm-hmm. I was just saying, here I was. Uh, this is in the Westminster section. You can see the Ritz Carlton Hotel across the street, and I I was enjoying a cigar outside the coffee shop. Uh, and I don't know if people can guess what the cigar was. I actually know what the cigar was. I was smoking. Do you know what the cigar was? No, I deliberately like. Well, it's the Crux Guild. Oh, nice. 
which which has been a tradition. I I smoke that, and when I go to different countries, kind of the crux guild, because that's why I smoked in Sweden. But so I was just saying, it's, it was relatively easy for me to light up in downtown London. Is what I'm saying. This was 2018. That's why I was asking. I really, I mean, again, indoors is another story, but I didn't have a problem lighting up, and there were people lighting up. With, well, there were other people smoking cigars, and some people had some cigarettes. There was one guy with a pipe there that day too. So it wasn't that hard to do that. So I, I just, I don't know. I just can't see this happening. But, you know, obviously it's going to go through the prime minister's pushing this as part of his agenda, which ironically, it's coming from the conservative end of, of this is what's really weird. This is coming from the conservative side of, of Britain right now. So it may be it may be the um, the Labor Party well, that actually fights this. Well, conservative. OK, you have to understand, politically speaking. Right. Conservative politics in Britain is Vastly, yeah. vastly different than conservative politics in this country. To be a conservative British subject is much different than being a conservative American Here. citizen. So it's, it so is just, so you're saying it's completely different. Yeah. It, All right. Yeah. Not not quite flip flop, but but yes, they're they're different. They're just different. I'll just just I'll, I'll just say that the. Um, you also have to understand too, like from from a Labour Party perspective, too, the, the the what you would consider the left, so to speak, liberal, if you want to put a tag on it. And again, it means something different there. So you you, you have to look at the the political dynamic differently. Um, the Labour Party is very much for is is very 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 pro business, the akin to the Republican Party in this country. Interesting. Interesting. I learned something different so, every time from Bear yeah. when it comes to this stuff. Yeah. So the again, like when you talk about Labor Party, it's very much I mean, I really, anything, I, that, I anything remember, that keeps industry, anything that keeps jobs, anything that keeps businesses open, anything that keeps product and market the market churning is is is, is very much going to be uh, a a directive and a center point for the labor party or what we would they what, what they would call the left the the difference obviously being here too like for but for example that pertains to everything so like let's talk about so that's tobacco right let's talk right. about other vices let's, let's talk about cannabis right let's talk about i mean por pornography alcohol you know anything that keeps business going and market flowing and dollars or excuse me pounds being spent in exchange for goods services etc the left is going to be for so in some cases that might be that might be very relatable to conservative politics in this country and but in other cases it's going to be very much akin to liberal politics in this country you know right got it People on the right in this country are very much there's there is and people on the right in this country are very anti, you know, anti a lot of vices, you know, alcohol, et cetera. Right. So, like, it's very different now. Again, the one exception that the baffles the mind for for Great Britain, as opposed to in this country, where you find a very centric ground over in terms of production sale etc is firearms okay because firearms are very much a, when i say 
polarizing is not the correct word because they're polarizing in this country. Right. There are people who are anti-gun. There are people who are not anti-gun and, 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 and guns fro freely in this market. Guns right. do not fro freely in the British market. They, they, they're, they're very, society of that's, that does very much they yeah. do not trade in firearms. So the, the, the conservative party and the, and the labor party, the left and right, very much aligned on that particular good, but everything else it's, you know, interesting. Yeah. It's, it's yeah british politics is fascinating yeah no it is i talked to um dave burke who is on our team he's the uh co-host of jukebox with me i've also talked to our friend uh, the conscious canadian uh cigar surgeon john mctavish on this um both gave me a couple interesting points dave made a really good point he says that these like radical smoking things we're seeing tend to happen in the countries that have government-controlled healthcare, and that's how they push it through. And it's more dangerous in a country that has government-controlled healthcare that these things are going to be pushed through because they can argue it's an expense, and they can push it through the agenda that it's an expense. So he says that's something you have to really watch with this um, because, like I said, if you have the government-controlled healthcare, it's a problem. John also thinks that Canada may try to follow suit with this because they tend, he says they tend to follow suit with all this stuff as well. So he's got his eye on this as well because, you know, he could see Canada trying to do this. And again, you have a Ministry of Health in Canada. So certainly that's something to watch as well. But I think there was a couple interesting points. Like the, and, and the thing that scares me in the U.S. is not a national ban, but, but state bans happening. That's what I have a big fear with this. And, and if I'm going to by you, I'd be all over like monitoring New York every day, California every day on this right now that they don't try to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, but so as, so as much as I can't see it happening in the UK based on me being there and you being there, but the UK, UK is is government controlled healthcare, if I'm not mistaken. It's not privatized there. Correct. That's correct. Yeah. That's very much so, correct. so there's a real fear that this may get some more legs than we think right now. I don't know how it's I, again. I don't know how it's going to be, fo- but I imagine there will be a fight over this. And the, the fact that the prime minister is behind this is scary. It's on his agenda to make this happen now. And he's kind of gone public with it. I don't know what the public reaction is going to be on this or not. It's going to be interesting. But I just, like I said, I saw a lot of smokers when I was in London. And I, w- I spent time out in the countryside. Uh, you know, so I saw plenty of people smoking all types of tobacco products. Like, you know, cigarettes, mm-hmm. pipes, and uh, cigars. So, um, you know, this is, the, this is Winston Churchill. I mean, it'll be interesting. Um. Like I said, I know you didn't get to go to J.J. Fox when you were there, but, man, that's just a, a history. I mean, where I was smoking mm-hmm. was right near J.J. Fox. I was waiting for them to open, actually, <laughs> which is why I had that coffee and cigar beforehand. I was about a block away from there. So, folks, if, you, if you're going to J.J. Fox and you get to London early, go to Cafe Nero. It's much better than Starbucks, by the way. Their coffee's pretty good, uh, and you can smoke. At least in 2018, you can smoke there. So <laughs> I don't know what it is now, but, yeah. So we shall see, Bear, what's going to happen with that. I'm a little worried about that. If UK goes down, that could be a bad. Then I think like countries like Canada are going to start, and, and Australia will fall like dominoes. And a poor Dave, but at least Dave will be grandfathered from, uh, till you know, he'll be grandfathered to still smoke, but it's good. 
for sure. All right, you ready for the last question here? Of course. All right, so this came up. I, did you watch? I, I don't know if you watched the whole. I know sometimes we don't get a chance to watch all of our shows yet. So I, whether you watch it or not, it, it's irrelevant here. But we did uh, a media panel for episode, I think it was 283 or 284. You know, I'm getting older right now. But I tried to do a different type of media panel and just talking about PCA, right? And I tried to pose like different questions here. And one of the questions I posed to the panel, and I was surprised at the answer I got. And I don't know if you heard the answer to this or not. Did you did you hear the answer to this on the panel or no? Like, if you didn't see the show, it's okay. I did see the show. Okay. So the question I asked was, is Cigar Media too boutique focused? And it was 284, by the way, the media panel show. And I was surprised, Bear, that the panel basically said yes. I thought I was going to get a big pushback on this. So I'm kind of curious, Bear, what do you think? Is Cigar Media too boutique focused? And this ain't to knock anyone who has this opinion, by the way. But I, I have seen this, that there's definitely a bias towards the boutiques here. I think I stumped there. No, you didn't stump me. I'm I'm really trying to. I, I I did listen to the panel, and I was I was also equally surprised by the answers. But it gave me a lot to think about, and I didn't know you were going to ask me this question until tonight. And and, and, and bear, I threw it in last. And bear, I apologize. I candidly, yeah, candidly, you did, and th- I did. And that's I okay. apologize. That, yeah, I, I apologize no, dude, I love I love when you audible. Okay, really I get to understand at the end. Yes, I, I feel like it. Gi- I feel like it gives a genuine reaction. Okay. for our yeah, audience, yeah. which is really important. But it wasn't really done. Nice. To, it wasn't done to make you look better, so I apologize. No, no, no. Um, I'll answer it this way for legitimate cigar media for legitimate cigar media. And we, and I I really, if you want me to define that further, I can certainly do it, but for the sake of the, for the sake of the answering of the question, I will answer Uh it this way. For as for legitimate cigar media, my answer is no. I don't think they're too boutique focused. Okay. For non-legitimate cigar media, my answer is yes. I think they are. And I think it's we've we've talked on this topic before. I think it's 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 relationships. Yeah. Because when you think about the people who are more than willing and very easily available to talk to. Uh, and very approachable, you know, as they're, they're very boutique people, you know, you, you know, Steve soccer comes to mind, you know, he likes to, he likes to feign his curmudgeon personality. He likes to talk a big game. The dude's a softy man. Right. And, 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 and he's a great guy and he makes amazing cigars. He's very approachable. He's very talkative and, and, and he's got amazing insights. And I love talking to Steve every fucking time I get a chance. I love to talk to Steve. Um, You know, he's a great example, you know, Hector, again, Mr. Warmth, right. 
very, very approachable when you break down, you, you just understand his personality, you know, very approachable, very understanding, very insightful, very knowledgeable, um, you know, um, he, but when it comes to, when it comes to some of the bigger guys or the bigger companies, right. You know, Rocky is very chatty again, but you have yeah. to, you have to get through to him there, there are several walls that you have to break down and it's not Rocky's walls per se. It's Rocky Patel's walls. And I, what I mean by that is you have to find, we, 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 we seek out and we have a great relationship with one of his reps. That's how we get our interview every year. And that's fine. That's totally fine. And Rocky's always warm and accommodating and he's great. Yeah. Right. It's fantastic. But you have to have that go between, you, you know, it's very hard to just walk up to Rocky, mostly because Rocky's always busy. You know, Rocky has is 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 got his, um, you know, he's got his other obligations. Carlito is another example, right? Carlito is very easy to talk to, and I've enjoyed our conversations immensely. Yep. And we have yep. a great, we have a great relationship with him now. But it took a lot of work to get there, it and that's not that's not that's not to to smear or paint this bleak picture of Carlito Fuente. Not at all. I think he talked a lot Again, about why, why it happened too. And when we interviewed him yeah. on, on primetime. Yeah. Um, I think the most surprising person that kind of, you know, is that in that bigger vein, that's very, that's very approachable and, again, more than willing to talk and more than willing to spread the gospel of his brand uh, is, is the name right behind you. It's Nick Perdomo. Yeah. You know, um, Nick, Nick always, can, always responds to, uh, I mean, every always, question, yeah, never, back, yeah. never a dumb question. Yeah. He's very it, responsive in his own groups. Yeah. Like if you like it, it, people don't give him enough credit. I think people, they see the suit and they get intimidated, which yeah. is a shame um, because again, he's very hospitable, incredibly hospitable and very warm, yeah. very, and, and very willing to share. So I think he's kind of somewhere in the middle, right? Um, because I think there's the people's opinion and appearance of what Nick Perdomo is and what he actually is. Yeah. Um, um, but, you know, we, we crack jokes about it all fucking summer, dude. Like no one's covering Oliva. Why? Because right. there's not a Steve Saka at the Oliva booth. Right. And same there, with Ashton. There are great same people. Ashton is another one. My goodness. My, fa- my father is another one. Another one. They've been great to us when we've gone And they've there. been great to us. Yeah. But you have to, you, you have to, there has to be an effort made. And that's going to be made by legitimate cigar media arms. You know, the people who are willing to, to, who have, who one have, and, and, and a lot of it has to do with longevity coop. You know, I have, I'm, I'm an, I'm still, look, I'm six years into this. I'm still very much a newbie. I still will say that. I still oh, you, feel like you, the new kid you, on the you're block. Not, you're not anymore, but I mean, uh, I remember when you I still it. feel like it. And that's, not, okay. yeah. Yeah. And, but I still feel like, it, and that's okay. But yeah. like, I feel very confident going into the Ashton booth and going up to Andy. Oh my I goodness. Very, and and they know, want us, they want, oh, Ashton and Oliva want media that. It's not like they don't. They, they were so, I mean, there have been, a, there's a couple of booths, but we could say we haven't been as welcome there. And in some cases, it's been rectified. In other cases, it's still a problem. But but no, I agree. Oh, we, I mean, we just had Andy on a show Thursday, and uh, what a great guy, by the way, and, and just great history he gave us of the brand. Bear, let me let me kind of throw a scenario out at you, okay? And I'm going to use a specific comp 
I'm going to use two specific companies, and I'm not going to. I'm not trying to pick on the companies here, okay? Especially the boutique company. But I have. I kind of use this boutique company as a little bit of a poster child, so I feel a little bad, right? Um, and there's a company called. Have you heard of the Bocock Brothers cigars? Yeah. So the Bocock Brothers, for some reason, have been the darlings of the YouTube community. Okay. I I've I've seen like like all these and I'm not saying the YouTubers are by the way, I don't want to use the I just want to be careful. I don't want to use the word um they're not legitimate media. They're different media is what I'm gonna say in this case. Some of them are legitimate, some of them aren't, just like on the written side, some are and some aren't. I think we'd agree with that. But the Bocock brothers, I remember last year I've seen them show up on lists, and I'm like, what the hell's up with the Bocock brothers, right? So sure. I did a little research on the Bocock brothers and there's some guys that made it AJ Fernandez. So I'm like, okay. There's some legitimate AJ. Okay, AJ Fernandez, a legitimate factory. You know, legitimate cigars coming out of there. But then I turn to Altidus, and I look at all the AJ Fernandez cigars they have, and I see the uh, when I say cigar media, I'm talking online cigar media, particularly on the YouTube side, have ignored all that AJ Fernandez work with Altidus. But they've but they've gone and they've like embraced the Bocock brothers. Yeah. Let me ask this question. You're you're proving my point. Right, You're proving my point. Coop, it's the let me same ask factory. You a question. What's the, what's the number? What, give me the top three hit companies on your website. Number one and one and one A are Drew Estate in general, right? Number three, okay. Altidus. That's my point. And number Done. four, Davidoff. Yep. D- yep. Done. So, I, I, but it's the same. So, it's the same factory and th- the same tobaccos they're using. Doesn't yeah. matter. But why? Why? But why? Again, this ain't to pick on the Bocock. I've not smoked their cigars. But the Bocock brothers are getting so much more attention from some of these guys. Than, and I hear people bash out all the, same, the time. Man. Dude, it's the same thing. Like, man, I for a couple of years ago, man, we heard all this stuff about Daughters of the Wind. And I'm not knocking the cigar. No, I'm not either. Because Castagli, it's, by the way, is, I guess, is it, fan, yeah. they're fan, it's a good cigar, by the way. Yeah. Fantastic cigars. Yeah. Fantastic cigars. Um, there are a lot of fantastic cigars in the boutique world. There are also a lot of fantastic cigars not in the boutique world. And Coop, I'll give you some praise here. You know, you you opened me up to a lot of that. Um, you know, I when I first started in this game, like I I wasn't anti, you know, big four, right? Um, by any stretch of the imagination, but I definitely gave preference and credence to more. I leaned more to the boutique side, right. but. But what I discovered and what I would employ or, you know, what I would push on to our audience or anyone listening or in, and even to our, even to our colleagues in cigar right. media who might, might lean to that boutique side is there's some fucking incredible cigars. I mean, I had uh, an Alta de Cigar, an Alta de Cigar has been in my top 10 consistently. Uh, General was my number two cigar of the year yeah. with Diesel. Um, there's some fucking great cigars made. Go, go. By them, made by AJ, you know, you name it. But they produce some fantastic yeah, cigars. Yeah. And the Monte Cristo 1935 might very well be the very best cigar that's like, might very well be arguably the very best cigar made in the last five years. It's a great cigar. I mean, it's a, you know, and I've been, you know, I have, small the, to this brand. I have the aging room Sonata coming out tomorrow review. It did very well. Um, oh, good. Nice. It did very well. It's, it's probably going to make my list. I mean, it's and it's made by AJ. 
Um, which is good. You know, Bear, I you say some I had a I had a weird way how I got into the industry, okay? Because originally my first trade show I was working with a retailer doing buying, right? But I built up the races with the big four much it was I had a lot of luck go my way. I happened to meet Jonathan Drew my first year doing this, right? Uh I knew Rafael Nodal for a long time, right? Uh Michael Giannini, I happened to meet him at my, my one like the second booth I went to was Michael Giannini, right? Same with Matt Booth, who, who eventually went to Davidoff. So I had all these connections earlier on with these companies. I'm very blessed, by the way. That that's that doesn't happen to everybody. It was a lot of these things went in the right way with the mm-hmm. big four. So, you know, and I've had good relationships with the big four. And, and not to say, like I said, I actually want to try some of these Bocock Brothers cigars. I'm going to do it because I want to see what they're they, – they're getting a lot of buzz, and I'm not trying to discredit, but – but man, oh man! I mean, I don't see. I, I'd rather see people smoking the AJ, the uh, the H. Upman AJ Fernandez Heritage or something. Which is, you know, why wouldn't you smoke that? It's the same. It's the same factory. Let me, let me. I'll pose another question to you. And again, this isn't a knock to either one of these cigars, right? Okay. Um, the Monte Cristo, the top of the line Monte Cristo is what retails at what, like thirty bucks. Um, right now it's the deep. What's on Alta? This is say that one more time. You're talking the Alta, that's Monte Cristo, correct? Um, Diamante is probably that one. I think there was a limited one that was over 30, but the Diamante is their, their most premium right now, okay? 26 or something. I think Cohe- and Cohibas, they're uh, you know, they have a Cohiba that's $99, right? They have the Spectrum, they have a Cohiba that's 99, there. but most of the core line Cohibas are probably in that 20, with the exception of blue, is in that $20 price point area. Okay, what's the low end of Vatabay? When you say the Atabay brand or the, the selected the tobacco? Atabay brand. The Atabay brand, uh, it's probably their smallest size Atabay. What what does it go for? Let's say about 30. Let's say about 30 with the Atabay. I should know the Atabay pricing and I don't. Okay, so it's pretty similar, right? Yeah, yeah, same, pretty pretty same. similar. What's a, what is, what's a, uh, who's more like, uh, you know, what is a lot of our, a lot of our esteemed colleagues in cigar media more likely to smoke an Atabay or a Monte Cristo? Atabay. Atabay. I think it's like the cheapest Atabay is at 20. Case in point. Yeah. Well, I mean, the cheapest Atabay, I see there's a Hechizos, which is a small size, $17. So about that $20 price point. Yeah. I mean, look, and why people, why do people get behind Atabay? You got to put Dave Garofalo right on the map with that. Dave Garofalo mm-hmm. was the guy who introduced Atabay to, to the U.S. I don't care. I'm not going to say, you know, whatever it is, that Cigar Authority show, he introduced Atabay to a ton of his listeners, and the word caught on. And, you know, Dave is popular in this community. In, 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 I think Dave's popular on both ends of the community, which makes it easier. But I still see Dave's more of a boutique guy. I really think Dave's much more of a boutique guy than people think. Well, I, that's just how way I read it. He tends to like to find these small factories and do these small batch releases, even though he moves probably a ton of product in, in the core line stuff. I get it, but I still look at Dave as he's kind of got that boutique hat on. Nice. But you make your point, but your point's totally valid. My that's point, so- though, is these are different factors. That's, 
My scenario yeah, I mean, is the same fact. That's all power. Yeah, that's all power to Oliver and what he's built. And Oliver's taken and, to the and, next level and, with and that. How Dave, yeah, how Dave has empowered him. You know, the name of Nelson Alfonso. Like, they're, I mean, yeah, they're, they're tremendous job. Tremendous. Um, but again, they're a smaller company and yeah, they're, they're more likely to gain favor in with our colleagues mm-hmm. than a Monte Cristo. Yeah. I mean, we just had Hector and Jack on. They talked about the uh, the $23 says provincias. If General goes ahead and introduces a, um, a $23 CAO, which I don't think they have. That's why I'm saying this. They would be general would be getting laughed at. And I don't think that's fair, by the way. General will be getting laughed at, you know what I'm saying? But, but no one's laughing at Espinosa with it. And General does look; they produce some nice blends. And you, you just mentioned you had a number two cigar. I have a cigar that's going to make probably. I have a very high ranking cigar on my list this year from them. I think you know, guys know what it is. I'm not going to diverge too much in my list, but it scored very well. It was one of the highest scoring uh, General cigars I had this year. And I remember when I put that review out, people were laughing at me. Like, wow, what are you talking about? It's general, you know. Uh, but I also think there is a bias for how I see reviews come, particularly at the end of the year. And I see a lot of these guys, and maybe it's not a boutique thing, they push their favorite cigars to get, like, included on the list. So they make sure they smoke those cigars first. And I see sometimes, you know, and we all know what those brands are that are going to be smoked first. And uh, there's a preference for that, you know. And most of these brands happen to be smaller brands, by the way. Like, I don't think anyone's looking to smoke CAO Flathead B23 to make a list this year. Like, I know some people don't include what they review on their list, but they re- they include what they smoke. And I just tend to see sometimes these cigars, I know they don't smoke. Them. So. It's true. So I see, and I see, look, I see it a lot with soccer. Okay, Saka, Saka, like how many people ran out and got Papa Saka and probably smoked it before the before the bag of samples they got from General this year? I mean, how many people did I guarantee you a lot of people did it? Hmm? Thousand percent. Oh, look, and no. I, ain't gonna lie. I go buy one when it came out. Yes, I did. So I'm not going to lie. Did I review it? It's going to make it's not eligible. Yeah. But like again, there there are a few companies, there are a few cigar arms that actually, cigar brands and arms that actually do cover um, the you know the bigger brands. They just do like I mean, you know, I could be a homer and talk about Yukup, but I mean, let's talk about our friends over at Developing Palettes. Yes, Aaron, Aaron. McTavish, Seth, and June will fucking smoke anything. They will anything from you know micro micro uh, micro production to right. you know to million dollar Macanudo production. Right, you know, whatever they'll smoke it. They'll smoke it and review it. You know, I think yeah, I think our team to to not pat ourselves too much on the back. We've done a good job of the balance. I think we've done a very good job of balance here. Um, so, which is why I think we have a great, you know, and I'll even say Loomis does a good job of balance as well, though. So, you know, and Loomis, um, Loomis, uh, you know, he, his thing's separate. Like, Delon Pound is completely separate. 
but he's still part of our team. And I think there's a good balance. We, we try to balance the two of these things out. Uh, not go too heavy on the boutique, not go too heavy big. And I think we, 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 I think we all done a good job with it. Um, so, I mean, I know like Nielsen is a great example too. I mean, cause he's like the consummate smoker I look at and he's constantly getting things from all brands, you know, big or small. So I like said, I, I was, I thought when I asked that question, I was going to get incredible pushback. And I didn't. I was surprised I didn't get the pushback. Because I guarantee you there's like uh because I've been by the way, I've been accused of being anti-boutique, just so you know. So, oh, I know you have. I have been. I've, you guys have seen the comments. I have been accused of being anti-boutique. So um look, I tried to balance I try to balance it out, is what I'm telling you. Um, um we'll, we'll see, you know. And, and, you know, then there's these like big boutiques, like, like I'll give you a good example of a big boutique is like Mirafell right now because they're such a big company, but they have such a small brand, you know? So I can, I would say Mirafell's totally boutique when it comes to their brand, you know, even though they're a huge tobacco, uh, tobacco broker in the world, you know, but their brand is relatively small is what you'll say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. I, I think it, I think it's, you know, I can, like I said, when I, when I hear these, like when I hear the whole waxing poetic of, of the family cigar, I, I think there is a culture to that. I'm not dismissing that, but are the, uh, I just question it, how much better are these cigars and the cigars coming out of the factory for some of the bigger brands. I, I can't see it. Um, I just don't see the difference. What I tend to see is, that's why we look at factory every year. I see the factory really is the driver. How good a work is the factory doing? It is kind of, and that's why I think the factory, the year award we do is very important. Cause I look at that factory and how good the factory is doing stuff right now. And I don't care what, what, and that's why we separate the company from the factory when we do that. I agree. So I just, I, I want to, let's take, Again, I'm going to throw myself on the hot seat here. Okay. Okay. Um, this was my top 10 list last year. Okay. Okay. Espinosa Crema Box Press 40, number one. Mm -hmm. Artista Cigars Buffalo 10, Connecticut, number two. St. Louis Ray. Carenas, uh -huh. Toro, number three. Power G Magic to Cameroon, Toro, number four. Cavalier Geneva, B2 Jalapaviso, Robusto Gordo, number five. Crux Bull and Bear Double Corona, number six. Dunbart Tobacco and Trust, Brulee Blue, number seven. Rocky Patel, Disciple, Robusto, number eight. The Arrival, Robusto, number nine. And Luciano Cigars, formerly Ace Prime, the Sergeant, at number 10. You were heavy boutique. You were heavy yeah. on the boutique. You were heavy on the boutique. I would say eight of those were boutique. Yes. Yeah. So um, I want to throw myself on the hot seat. I want to do the same thing with my, my list from last year. So um, start with number one, Alec Bradley, uh, fine and rare. Sin Compromiso, Paladin and Desaka. T110 Reserva. Postani, Warbat Toro. Espinoza, Laranja, Azalejo, Casada, 1974, Toro, Espinoza, La Bamba, Warhead, 
Casada Oktoberfest 10th anniversary, Monte Cristo Epic Vintage 12, and Me Creator Tricky Traka. Um, I would say I was heavy boutique as well. No, I'll show you five five, man. What did you I, I put I don't put I don't put I don't put Casada as a Quesada as a boutique, man. I okay. Don't. Yeah, that's probably why I was on the fence with that one. Yeah, so it's five and five if we did that. Uh it's the Alec Bradley, the the two Quesadas, the Monte Cristo, and did you put Tatawai's boutique? Yes. Yeah. So it was what was the fifth one? If it had been in my father, I wouldn't have. Okay. But for Pete, for Pete, I would. Pete, I would say so it was Monty, the two Casadas, and Alec Bradley is four. What was the fifth? It's slight. Like uh, it was, it, write it down again one more time. Uh, Alec Bradley. Yes. Uh, Final Rare. Sin Compromiso. Uh, Paladin de Saka. Tatawai T110 Reserva. Postani Warbear. Toro. Espinosa Laranja, Reserva Azaleo Gordo, Casada 1974 Toro, La Bumble Warhead 7, Casada Oktoberfest 10th Anniversary, Bavarian, Monte Cristo Epic Vintage 12 Blue Toro, and Me Corita Tricky Traka 448. Okay, yeah, four. Okay, four. Five and four. So it's yeah, slightly. Okay, so yeah. Mine was slight, is what you'll say. Yeah. Right. So again, closer to a balance I had. Yeah, this will be the last time I do this. This will be the last one. But here was the previous year. It was 21. Dissident Rave, Boutique. Diesel, Esteli Piro, number two. That's not Boutique. Adventura, that is Boutique. Rocky Patel, Edition Unicorn, 2011, Toro, not, not Boutique. Alec Bradley, Kintsugi Robusto, not Boutique. EP Carrillo, Pledge Prequel. I'll yeah. characterize them as a Boutique. Bichardo. I would say no, not. but that's a debatable one. Okay. Monte Cristo, 1935 anniversary, Nicaraguan church. Not, boutique. not Boutique. Roma Craft, Baca Otabenga, number nine, McAuliffe 10, McAuliffe A, Churchill, number 10. Okay. So five and four on, on yep. two and, years ago. And my so. year my year before was Rocky Patel went to collection, not boutique. Aventura, Royal Return, Queen's Pearls, that's boutique. Perdomo Firecracker, not boutique. Crux, uh, Epicure, Maduro, boutique. Rocky Patel, quarter century, not boutique. So it's three and two. Perdomo Reserve, 10th Anniversary, uh, Maduro, not Boutique, 4. Uh, 601 La Bomba Warhead, uh, 6, Boutique. Uh, LH uh, Limited Edition, Boutique. Very Boutique. Rockefeller Vintage Cigar. Very um, Boutique. Very Boutique. And Southern George Jacobs Ladder Brimstone, Boutique. So it's 6 and 4 so again. Five. Yeah. yeah. So the, the, I had uh, Rocky, the two Rocky Patels, the two Perdomos were, were the, were the non-Boutiques. So, yeah. There you go. Yeah. So, so maybe, maybe I misspoke. But you're no. definitely not. What's, what's well, I wasn't, I wasn't heavy. But I wasn't, I don't have a, if you went back to my list from like 2016 or 15, they were very boutique. They were very boutique at the time. And when again, I was... so I think that I think that has a lot to do with longevity, Coop. I think that has a lot to do with longevity because yeah. as you've as you've built your brand, and as we've, and I hope I'm not sharing any inside knowledge. There, that you no, that's share, not, that's as, not as, fine. As, as you've built your brand, you've you've built it in a way that you want to get the most out of your product, and we just established that the most read articles, the most hits on CigarCoop.com, are with non-boutique brands. Yeah, uh agree. I'm actually going to read you what the top 10 was on Coop. Um by readership, okay? 
So I actually calculate on on um on January at midnight. I actually pulled it. I actually take a snapshot of the data on Coop, and then the next day I massage the data. All right, here are my top ten. Number ten was Dunbar and Tobacco and Trust. Number nine was Perdomo. Number eight was Tatawahe. Number seven was Alec Bradley. Number six was Arturo Fuente. Number five was Rocky Patel. Four Davidoff, three Altadas, two Drew Estate, one STJ. So, I mean, the, the, the two boutiques that snuck on this list were Tatawahe and Dumbarton Tobacco and Trust. And look who's behind those brands. So, uh, because those have personalities that are pretty big. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and the, the top five tends to be the same every year. STG and Drew State are so close. And probably this year, STG will get an edge because the Alec Bradley data is going to be rolled up into STG this year. So, STG will probably take the lead over Drew State more significantly this year, is what I anticipate happening. Okay. And uh, the one that's the one company that's a big company that's the lowest is Oliva at 19. And the but it went up, it's gone up every year because we've I've put more focus on, but Oliva is tough because they don't do a lot of new releases. Yeah, I was gonna say there's not, and they don't have like Opus and they don't have like an Opus X, which is gonna get traffic. So, so yeah, uh, Padron's also at 14. That that probably you know Padron's gonna have a lot coming out next year. Padron's got the sixty coming out next year, from what I heard. The Padron sixtieth mm-hmm. anniversary is coming. That's what I heard George say. So, I think that's gonna be a big year next year for him. Good for him. I still don't consider Padron boutique. So, I don't. Yeah. So, it was an interesting question. I, I'm 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 glad I got your answer. It's a it's an interesting answer. It's a, it's yeah. I mean, it's a good question. I, I think again, I, I think the more I, I probably should have led with this. I think the important way to, to the, the important thing to to take away from this is cigar media is just as diverse as the industry itself, and yeah. that's a good. And in my opinion, that's a good thing. Um, I think we need the guy who's covering, you know, the Bocock brothers. We do. And yes. Yeah, and that's a good point. They. It's not. Yeah. And as, as much as like as much as we're we criticize a lot of the lists at the end of the year for being he- brand heavy, yeah. you know, and 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 I myself include myself in that. I might be a noob too, but like you've you tried know, to spread this, it out though, yeah. Well, yeah, it's part of my criteria. You can't have more than one cigar on the list. I mean, I've yep. had and but but candidly, I'll tell you, uh, Altidus the last three years. I want to say the last three years, maybe just the last two, but I think it's the last three. Basically knocked one of their cigars off the list. Warhawk didn't make my top 10 because I smoked more of another cigar. And it was, I felt it was slightly better, but did, I fucking did, love the Warhawk. So I smoked me, the shit out of that cigar. Is Aging Room and Altid as separate companies to you? No. See, I, they are separate, but they're separate companies, but they're distributed. Okay. So is Hoya to Nicaragua? Is Hoya to Nicaragua separate from Jewish State? Yes, thousand percent. Okay, so they're, they're the same arrangement, is what I'm getting at. Well, I asked, I asked you this 
I, I asked you this candidly, I think maybe a couple of years ago is like uh, something along the something along these lines and the way you compared it was. Uh, I believe you used general as, a, as an example when you said is the, you know, Cohiba and, you know, or Altus an example is like, is Romeo and Julieta Monte Cristo separate companies? And you said no. No, they're not. But Aging Room is technically owned by Rafael Nadal. He, Altus doesn't own Aging Okay, that's a fair that, point. Yeah, that's kind of what, but but I get that because it's a very highly integrated thing. Um, well, well, listen, if you're trying to position Raphael to get on my top ten, then I guess then he can look. Raphael, look, he has done an incredible job at all to this. I mean, it's he does. Just, uh, yeah, he's in, he's, he just, he's fantastic. He, he has done. Yeah, he he should really be. If you want to take a guy who should take a bow, he should take a bow. He's done a great job. So. Uh, and I know he's a big talk, talk about a guy. Listen, this was, you know, this, you know, his brand, along with many others, when 2015 rolled around, the deeming regulations came out, his brand with along with a lot of others were in a lot of trouble and some didn't make it. And right. he, and he, he found a way, as you stated a second ago, he found a way to keep ownership of his brand, mm-hmm. bolster his brand and make even more credible cigars for one of the top companies in the world. They were struggling in 2014 and 15. Even though they were starting to do cigars with Placencia, they did the Monte, uh, what is it? The Monte Espada. Espada uh, Stoke, yeah. Yeah, Stoke. I mean, they did the Monte by Monte. But they, they, they were struggling. They just couldn't find themselves. And Raphael comes in there, and I think the cigar, you would agree, was the breakthrough cigar for Raphael. Even though I'm not the biggest fan of this cigar, was that H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez? That was the breakthrough, I thought. Yeah, you and I disagree on that. I fucking love that cigar. But no, but but I think we agree that that was Raphael's breakthrough cigar. Because yes. a lot of people love that. I love the Heritage. I'm a big fan of Heritage, right? You're not as big a fan of Heritage. But we can't. Well, I don't think. Close, but yes. I mean, yeah. I mean, we can characterize it that way. Yeah, I suppose. I can't think of another cigar. That it's Raphael not like I hated the heritage. Let's let's be right. frank. Right, and then Mon- and then he does Monty. He does the Monte Cristo nineteen thirty five. He does the Reserva Real Nicaragua, and these things start hitting. Like, uh, he, there's been some misses too in there along the way. Um, but I think for the most part, Rafael. Like, I still look at that H Upman, that H Upman, uh, AJ Fernandez. That was the total breakthrough that they had with that right. with that company. It, it the whole thing changed. The whole game changed after that. And then you know, he, and then you know, on top of that, Rafael strengthens his partnership with AJ Fernandez. Gets a number one cigar of the year on the aging room. Mm-hmm. So, um, like I said, I don't think Monte Cristo will ever get number one from uh, unfortunately with Rafael because I think the Her- the Habano thing will will always be in the way with that. And I've told Rafael he's hurt. Yeah, I think I've said it on the show to him. I don't think it happens. He may prove me wrong. Hope he does. Yeah. Those are fucking sensational cigars, man. The Monte yeah. Blue. I love Monte Blue. It's an under. It's that, that, oh, Monte Blue got an amazing cigar. It got overshadowed by thirty five. We got to be totally honest with that. It, it did. That was a and, top that, ten cigar for me from him. It, yeah, Monte Blue, thirty five Diamante. The the original Monte Cristo Nicaragua. Shut the fuck up. Those are amazing cigars. Fuck oh my me, god, they're good. Yeah, and the Ro- Romeo Reserva Real Nicaragua, which Nielsen was on that cigar early. He said that cigar is yeah. making the that cigar is making the aficionado list. And he was right. He called that one. So good. Yeah. 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 So I mean, what they're doing. Alt- 
Alta just continues to make bangers, dude. And that's the thing that that's the thing that puzzles me. And it always brings us back to this question, Coop, which is why does Alta just seem to get it and general seems to not? Okay, I'm gonna answer that one. Did you see the Sancho Panza that got released? I, I was over oh I talked about this one with Matt and I've talked about it with Abe. But the one they did the limited edition and it yeah. looks like a friggin' room one oh one. Yes. That's the 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 brand delineation is is not good with general, and I think it hurts them. Well, um, they've, and they've and they released been, too many. Yeah, yeah, they've never been really good. Like the like when they remember what they tried to do with Bolivar a few years ago, that fucking hologramic shit that oh, they did on the label was fucking terrible. The fucking man. that was uh this is that was on the foot that was one of the Giannini follies. I'll say. Yeah, the, the and I love, Hoya, Mike. The I Hoya, love you. That was a disaster. I'm sorry. The Hoya the Hoya Amistad terrible. It, the first one was good, and they went to the. No, okay. I love that. No, the gold. I love that no. cigar. No, I love that cigar. stop okay. it. But it was a stop hit. Talking. That one was a hit. There, it was a hit. Then they went to the silver and black, and they killed it. Macanudo Inspirado, white and black, fucking awesome. And then they started making all these other colors. Red. They they uh, jumped the yeah, they, they jumped the shark with that one. And here's the thing: they do. STG does all these limited editions. And they don't build their core brands up, right? Altidus does not do a lot of limited. They do. They sprinkle some in from time to time. Like you'll see a Romeo come out or an H. Upman come out. Uh, but they and Monty come. But they don't do a lot of. They, General's pushing this all these limiteds all the time, and and they can't build a core line because of it, right? Well, the, I think the smartest the, thing that the smartest thing that SGG has done is they formed Forged. They formed Forged, and and, and the best release they had this year. Was was Johnny Tobacconon? Yeah, but you had Johnny Tobacconon. You have this Room One Hundred One 14th anniversary in there too. But at least, Stop. like I, right? I would say Johnny Tobacconon. They should be. They should be <laughs> promoting the shit out of Johnny Tobacconon right now. They should be spreading the gospel about Johnny Tobacconon right now. Have you the, smoked the La Gloria Calle Ocho? I haven't yet. It's so fucking good. Holy shit, that's good. Now, now I smoked. Oh, I smoked that one. The crowdsource one they did. Uh, the, uh, the society scar was awful. The uh, what was it? The 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 voice of the woman or something stupid. Spirit of the lady, awful. Spirit of the lady, the voice of the woman. Yeah, but yeah, but, that was not good. But I want to smoke the coyote. If you said it was good, I coyote. It's fucking good, dude. Yeah, it's yeah, fucking I mean, good. But it's a it, again. I'm not trying to knock limited, but they need they. Probably Johnny, if Johnny, if they can promote Johnny Tobacco on it, it could be their most successful core line in a long time that they've had. The new, the new Diesel is also a fucking banger too. The, it's a good price. I just yeah, haven't seen it. Price. I haven't seen it really take off yet. That's kind of how I see it. But again, I think, dude, I think I, I Justin has made done uh, such an incredible job with Diesel, but it's so. Every time he does something with it, he's unfortunately he's still fighting that uphill battle of this is not a catalog brand anymore. Yeah, we're but doing wait, this wait. from scratch. Like we are building something here. It's part of the corporate portfolio. It's for retailers. He's done a great. He's done a great job. He's with, done a great job. Yeah, he, has but he to still stand. has to. He still he still has to fight that, and that's yeah. that's unfair. It's unfair. Yeah. Now, but I he's done very, a great job. I was very critical of the Sunday Gravy series, right? But retailers will tell you it's sold. Uh, retailers will tell you it's sold. I, yeah, I'm just, uh, yeah, I mean, dude, everyone has a misstep. You know, it's fine. But you know, I think they would try again. I think they would just. I think general sometimes they just 
but the problem is they do all these limited releases, right? And and then the retailers get enamored by some of it because it's got really cool packaging. Maybe there's something cool about the bun. They bring it in, but ultimately, I think it's preventing a core line from developing better. Which is right. which is which is that's really the argument. They, General has well, to it's this. Uh, I mean, dude, we've said it too. Like, I mean, if we want to go back to the yes, the general side of the the portfolio, dude. It's I still I still I still don't get it. I still don't get it. I don't get it. I'll continue to say I don't get it. I would love an explanation on why they want to do it. The bastardization that they're doing with the punch brand with all this fucking Chinese food and dad bod and all this other shit. Like, I don't get it. Please, like, I don't please get stop. it. Please stop is what I'll tell general. Yes, please stop. I, I don't, don't get, get it. I don't get I just it. Don't, like, how do you how do you go from punch being a historic Cuban brand to fucking Chinese lo mein? <laughs> Like, how do you make that? Like, how do you make that leap? Oh, how do you do it? Oh, this has got to be a Facebook reel. I got to do it out. Well, that's a great. You're right, and you're 100 right. What? What are we doing here, guy? I mean, you have crunch, 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 punch, crunch, punch, crunch, punch, crunch, 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 Oh, which, by it. the way, sashimi is Japanese for the people who are paying attention at home. So yes, they're even they're even going to cross. They did kung pao chicken. They did kung pao chicken, right? They did. Uh, and please, we beat yeah. up Provada on this shit. Don't do this. Shit. We don't. I don't want any more food cigars. Please stop with the food cigars. I'm with food cigars. I'm just like, how do you? I just da da da. You know, make it make have, sense. Now they did. In, Justin did do the uh, the punch cigar. Um, he did the punch cigar with Husto, right? Right. I yes. haven't smoked it yet, but I've heard mixed things about it. It's good. What are they really, the right Are size. they push? Are they pushing these brands enough in the retailers or no? I just I, I have you know. I've seen the I've seen the bunch the golden era. I've seen. Are people it, smoke? It, it, it are people going to that? Like when you have a core line, the idea is you want people going to that cigar. Like sock. Say we want a Saka. He built up a legion of of sober Mesa and me Carita smokers that have been around now for six or seven, eight years now. And Umbagog, man. Umbagog and Umbagog, like loyal smokers of these brands, right? Like they should, like Johnny Tobacco and some of these other general ones. That's what they're not. I don't see general doing that. I do see Altidus doing it to some extent. I do. I think you know. I think they have um, Monte Cristo thirty five is is a very well researched. I think they're doing a good job with Diamante. I think Raphael's constantly you know the Sonata. Well, he's, he's, he's look, preaching look, the gospel the on it. Yeah. They made. Look at the turn that they made. Remember that I don't even know what the fuck it was called. Do you remember the Trinidad that was like looked like look like the Matrix? It was like oh, green. Oh, kind of, the paradox. You know what I'm talking about? It was the paradox. The paradox. That Thank was before you. Before Raphael, yeah. You're, yeah. They were doing that shit before, man. It just make it make sense. That, well, what, what the fuck does paradox have to do? What the fuck does that have to do with the Trinidad brand? Like, and, 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 and Raphael and Jennifer and like all the folks there at Altidus have, have been emphatic about this point. They're, they're, they're not brand owners. They are not. They are. They are conservators. They are stewards. They use the right. word steward right. of that's a brand. Totally, and that's that's different. Like if like, so 
we went with Sean Williams is a perfect example. Sean Williams is a steward of Kokimo. Uh, yeah, and he and he, he does a really good job yeah, of yes, that yes, role. Yeah. And Cohiba is one of those you can like or not like the cigars, that's fine. That that's I think that's a subjective point that I'm trying to make. They haven't gotten cute with Cohiba, thank God. They haven't gotten cute. They haven't bastardized Cohiba. They haven't touched it. In fact, they've elevated it. And they've empowered Sean to be a steward of that name. Yeah. And that's that's the difference. Yeah. That's the fucking difference, Coop. That's what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. No one is a steward of Hoya de Monterey. And we know what Partagas has suffered. Bolivar, yeah. the big the best thing that they've done for Bolivar is to put it under Justin with Forged. I think he's gonna do great things with Bolivar. I think it's coming next. I think it's gonna work. So you know what we mentioned paradox, Trinidad Paradox. So what happened? This is what I remember happened. Altis comes out with the Romeo. So they come out with this new Another age, example. But it was a hit for a while. Right? It was a hit. All right. It we got a rating. It was yeah, it was, sure. But what did they do then? Then oh, we, they did the same. They started doing it with Trinidad, St. Louis Ray, the SLR two. Remember that? Uh, I'll put Monty by Monte Cristo in that cat. They tried to do this like update on everything, and yeah. it didn't work, right? Yeah. So what I like what Raphael they got, and Jennifer they got cute, right? What Raphael and Jennifer did is they're preserving the heritage of these brands, but they're incorporating different concepts with the blends in it. So I think Romeo and Julieta Reserva Real uh, Nicaragua is a great example of that. They bring in a Nicaraguan Puro into that brand and it still feels like a Romeo and Julieta, but it's something a little different, you know, the same what they did with Monty 1935 and the original Monty Nicaragua would say same thing they did with that. Let's, let's kind of keep, keep the Monte Cristo vibe to it. Uh, but we'll we'll work on bringing in a, a, this innovative brand we got from AJ. And I think it's worked well. I don't see General do that's the problem. So I think they try to, like, instead, they, they're more excited about coming out with uh, Punch Chop Suey, right? Or something, whatever it is. There's another one, Chop Suey. Punch Chop Suey, yeah. And, you know, we pick on Justin a lot, privately. I pick on Justin, and it's funny, I will. Not always Justin, though. It's not fair that we blame we blame him for everything, though. But it, well, it's not, you know, there's other people who may, and I'm not. But I think there's some good people in general. So I think there's some good. I know a lot of these brand managers. They're great brand managers. It's well, just I had some, John, you know, I have John. Yeah, yeah, John. You had Steve. I've had Steve yeah, on as well. Steve's. Ed Lehman, uh, I've had on. Yeah. There, I mean. But John, what John's doing with with chilling, John's got a brand that he can do this with. Okay. It's a new brand, Chillin' Moose. It's completely different than any of these other brands in that it's not a heritage brand, right? So he can, he has, I think he has a lot more flexibility to do this type of stuff, is what I'm saying. Thousand percent. Yeah. By the way, this uh, Espinosa TA still has very good. So. Uh, this warhead fucking nine is amazing. Yeah, uh, I did not fo- I did not smoke it my warhead. Amazing. To- I, I'm sorry. The Phillies had a win to get to get a warhead smoked. Uh, but it is good. This is a nice cigar. Uh, Any other so- questions, Coop? Any other audibles? You want to throw? No, them? no, that's it. <laughs> um, that's it for tonight. So let me let me mention our next show 
on special edition will be um, on, let me pull this up, November 7th. And it's, a, it's our annual election day show. So it's going to be the off-year election. So uh, it will be interesting. Uh, I think some of the off-year election stuff is a little fun. But we do this show every year. So it, it, it's, we've, I think we started it, actually, on the off-year. So uh, we'll be doing that. Um, I think Bear will be doing election history that night, too, with Rockefeller. So I think we'll put, I'll put a lot of election history stuff in there that night as well. I think it'll be a fun show. We'll enjoy some cigars and, you know, it will be the it's the nonpartisan uh, view of our uh, elections here. So uh, the idea is we kind of look at this like having being at the uh, the I kind of like to say the ESPN sports sports desk or sports board or whatever. And we just look at these results coming in and we see what happens. So uh, I think it's, it's always fun to do it. And I think uh, we only almost booted out. We almost kicked out one person. That was it. So. <laughs> He knows who he is. So, uh, but uh, it, it's pretty good. So I'm looking for, so I'll be our next show on that. And then Thursday night, uh, primetime special edition. That's fine. I'm really getting old. Primetime episode 286, Christian Aroa, uh, which we have not talked to Christian on this show since we had him on special edition going way back to 2018. Yeah, during, during the day, him and Tom Yeah, that was when I was down in Florida. Little... We did that. Yeah, but he will be uh, doing nice. So he'll be doing the night show, uh, and there's a lot I got to ask him because there's a lot going on with his company right now. So, uh, and uh, so we'll stay tuned on that. Uh, Dave Burke and I uh, are recording a jukebox tomorrow. It will air the following Monday, and it will be on albums that we first listened to that had to grow on us that we didn't like them at first. So. Uh, so stay tuned for that. And uh, oh, that'll be a fun show. That'll yeah, it will be fun. Yeah, we're trying to get we, we got to get the roundtable. I know I talked to you guys today. We got to get the roundtable schedule back going. It's been a scheduling nightmare for me. I know that. So, uh, but we will have some roundtables coming up. So stay tuned on that. Uh, and uh, I uh, what was the last thing I had? I, I did not catch most of your I caught part of your show on Sunday. I didn't so I have to go give, give a full listen to of the Sunday show you had. So I'm looking forward to that one as well. Um that was the birthday show with uh Aaron Nielsen and um Mike Stevenkevich. Mike Stevenkevich, yeah. Um so I caught part of it. I missed the first part of it. Um, but I will be catching the whole show for sure. So uh I know you guys were talking. Sunday, I know you guys were talking about the Carolina Panthers. So, like, why is it? Why is it Carolina? And uh, there was a lot of reasons for that, but it was ultimately they played their first year actually in South Carolina. So, yeah, uh, you, you enlightened us in that. I forgot to yeah. mention the show. Yeah, and the other thing that I learned because I actually did a little more research after that. Um, Jerry Richardson was the owner was trying to attract. He he wanted to attract the the North South Carolina region. Uh, what they call the upstate region, which is kind of like the part of South Carolina that's in between Charlotte and Atlanta. So the idea was to try to entice that part of them to become fans, and they played there the first year. So it was those two types of things, why they didn't call it the North Carolina team, uh, Panthers or the Charlotte Panthers. Oh, Fair enough. Yeah, oh, but it was an, I thought it was an interesting question when you guys said that, so that was good. Um, And uh, that's it. So again, we want to thank... Uh, Hector and Jack as well. Um, thanks to our audience always. Bear, thank you as well. Um, anything else before we kind of close? 
Nick Melillo this Sunday for oh, all Nick- from our takes 269. Um, yeah, I'm super excited. I got a great lineup of guests coming down the pike. Uh, some fantastic people will be, will be, uh, yeah. Joe, Steve uh, Saka will be making his annual return to all from our takes, but he'll be making it in later in the month of November. I have my anniversary show on the 12th. It'll be my sixth anniversary. We welcome back Hector, <laughs> who is, uh, my second take, um, and uh and my first take always tim wong uh will always be the returning guest if he can do it uh on my anniversary show and he will be back so tim and hector will be my guests on my sixth anniversary show on november 12th yeah and then we have a 150 show coming up in november um but i have not gotten confirmation from i i I saw that's still being worked on to get the confirmations going so uh but it will probably be sometime in november after the auction day show so uh, we we had we we had we actually have pivot to the election day show to be one forty nine because I didn't want that other one to be one fifty. So we'll have that announcement once we have everything confirmed shortly on that. Uh, and then we have like cigar aficionado shows coming up. So uh, and before long we'll be in the end of the year review uh, list. So that's all I got, man. Anything else? Great show, Coop. Always. Uh, thank you. Uh, Good to get back together. That's going to wrap up Primetime Special Edition 148 into the Annals of History for this Tuesday, October 24th. Now October 25th in the Eastern and Central Time Zones. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We'll catch you next time. Take care. See you next time, everybody.